During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then this is a subscription box for you. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the offer code kindoffunny to save $3 on any new subscription. Not that long ago, and depending on where you live not so far away, Loot Crate blasted off into a voyage across the galaxy, galaxy, searching the far reaches of space to find universally awesome gear. Using December's Star Wars The Force Awakens loot as the launch pad, we landed on some equally cosmic items from Halo 5 and more. With an exclusive Funko Pop and an exclusive t-shirt in this month's crate, this is the loot you're looking for. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jackie boy, that's it. It's over. So go to LootCrate.com slash KindaFunny and enter the offer code KindaFunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. And now you can showcase your geek chic style with Level Up, a monthly mystery apparel subscription from Loot Crate. You can get two different pairs of high-quality socks, one to two fashionable accessories, or a wearable item like a long-sleeve shirt or lounge pants. Same themes as Loot Crate every month, and it serves as a great companion to your loot because there are no repeats. Each month's theme is inspired by all your favorite pop culture brands like Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Fallout 4, and often contains high-quality exclusives. Go to LootCrate.com funny to learn more. Use the code FUNNY to save 10%. This month's theme is Galaxy, with Star Wars items perfect for Jedi, Padawans, Rebels, and serious fans of Star Wars. And I'm adding in myself Watto, 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 Watto. I like Watto. I like Watto. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer. He's back. Nick Scarpino. I missed you guys. We missed you too. Oh, hey, claps. I, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, it's hard being out of the game. You've I'll say that right time. now. We, we, talk, we talk a lot about vacationing and how it, it causes probably more anxiety than it's worth. Sure. I had yes. a great time, but. About a day and a half into it, I was like, I got to check Twitter. I got to get my phone. I got to get on Wi-Fi. I got to start doing something. I'm going crazy. Yeah. But I figured it out. I was talking to my my girlfriend, and she was like, there's something fucked up with you guys. Mm-hmm. When Whenever I'm like, oh, how's Nick doing? Your answer is, 
Yeah, he just wants to be back doing stuff. And when it's like, oh, so we take a week off or whatever for Thanksgiving, and the entire time you just want to go back to doing yeah. stuff. It's like, to you guys, vacation is the work part. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Vacations becoming more and more fun for me as time goes on. Like this year, vacations were actually really good. That's good. When we were back at IGN, I had this this constant guilt trip that I only put on myself that no one else put on me, that I have to constantly <laughs> be working. But now that I, you know, we own this company, I, yeah. you know, I'm just like, well, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm really going to enjoy myself. And we were just talking that next year in April, Greg and I are going to, to Japan. 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 And uh, we all, what we were trying to see if uh, we can get the entire kind of funny crew and, uh, and significant see, I would, to go. I would kind of probably be Japan. okay if I had vacationed with you guys. Having said that, it would not have been a bit. It wouldn't have been a vacation. We would have just talked about work the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was great in that. Like for the know, record, Maddie Kerr is here. <laughs> I feel like this is the long Nick yeah. intro. Sorry, pure guys. Tim Gettys. Pride along on Conway. There's going to be like thirty seconds of like, who is this in guy? Patreon supporter Maddie Kerr. Thank you, Maddie. Hey guys, for your support. Hey. All right, continue into your thing now. Yes, if you would have, it would have worked. No, the thing is, my wife was right. She was like, you need to get away. You guys work really, really hard. And every once in a while, you have to just kind of get away and recharge. And that's exactly what happened i didn't watch any tv i barely checked my phone um and i ended up reading a lot a day and a half in you were checking your twitter i i made my (laughs) like it was very sparse right so like for the most part i left the phone in the room um and i read a lot and i recharged and i i I wrote a little bit as you guys know for for some stuff we have upcoming um and it was just it was fun man it really was good to just kind of sit back and recharge it didn't do me any favors though that it was a hugely important and crazy busy week for you guys that when i planned this last january i just didn't see coming uh namely we had the game awards right which you were at which you which you i were, won you were the thank you for your support he won game of, yeah, he won game of the year i am game of the year yeah, I have a trophy um, right here. A lot of applause there to say. There there just we're, it's like a yeah, state of the union. I like it. it. Do I need to stand up? <laughs> I think I'm going to break something. Um, this is weird rat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it would have helped maybe to take it on a, you know, if I'd have gone for three. There's four always going to be fun. something. Uh, every every week there's something going on for us. I know. But last week was the week. Was a week, man. What was it? PSX? Yeah. Game Awards, PSX. So it was. Greg Miller winning a fucking award, which is amazing, and giving an amazing speech. Great everyone's speech. super happy just, about just speech. A f- it. Was PSX, aka Kind of Funny Live 1.5, <laughs> right? Which was amazing. And then there was the Batman v Superman trailer. Oh, right. One of our most successful videos that we've ever made. Who would have thunk people want to hear me talk about Batman? Where v Greg Superman. loses his goddamn mind because he's Greg Miller. Yeah, leading right into the game awards. It was just a whole. This is your week, Greg. Yeah, Enjoy I know. it. I it doesn't no, get better I, than there this. Was, it was it, that. We, uh, I announced the and got to show the first footage of me in the Lego video game. Mm-hmm. Lego, you, you came up with that. That's really cool, man. Yeah. I, I got, you're I, a I, boss, right? Right, yeah. And I got to To Greg's Lego credit. Marvel The Avengers. Because voice acting, I've talked about how I just want to be like a voice in an NPC in a game once, just like one time. Because voice acting is really hard. I would just be me. You know? Can I give you some lines right now uh, yeah, for you to say? Yeah, sure. Did you just say the line? Okay. Huh? What was that? Huh? What was that? Yeah, you're nailed. And then you got to say, I guess it was nothing. No. What, or if I'm a Grand Theft Auto, if I'm a Grand Theft Auto NPC, it would be like you know, well, watch where you're going, you know, something like that. Yeah, you nailed it. You know, you I'd be pretty good at driving it. like a moron. Yeah. yeah. You want me to say that? Yeah. <laughs> this is driving like a moron. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's it's it. we, we just gotta wait for Grand Theft Auto Long Island right. when it right. eventually comes out. Island. Just Grand Theft Auto the, the island. island. What if you What if you are killed? What's What's that noise? Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. 
That sounds like me. I'm actually having an <laughs> orgasm. That's, well, that's great because you're like cost it. effective. Right, you right, get two, right, nine, two right, lines right. for one. Uh, two more oh bang for your <laughs> 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 no. Uh, comes but, but what I was trying to say is that, I, especially the first line, Greg's, Greg delivers is actually really good. Yeah, it's really good. You know, you can emote. He's a he's a say. complete hack. Otherwise, but the emote. but you know the the that one that one line was pretty good. I had great voice direction from the one and only Liam O'Brien, who's a voice actor who's got been around the block. Did he really help you? Yeah, a thousand. Were you awful or something when you got? It's not. I think I delivered. The lines were fine. Like my lines when for like the boss fight when I'm yelling at Tony Stark and all this. Throat was a little tight. Throat was a little tight. He came in and massaged that with his tongue. No, um, (laughs) that was all normal and fine. And he's like, "Oh, do this." What was really fascinating was I do a line. I do like a long line. He's like, "Well, I liked." I like the first part of that. Can we do it? Do the second part, and then he would immediately piece it together right there. Like you know how we audio, we edit, and it takes forever. They were he had an audio tech that was just like swinging things around in two seconds. Mm-hmm. But it got weird when then it was like, all right, let's jump to the next page, and there was like an Excel grid of like ugh, ugh. Uh, oh, and he's like, all yeah. right, so now, you, now you've now fallen from a stoop. Now you've fallen from two stories, and now you've fallen into a bottomless pit. What are those pit. called? There's a word for them. Wilhelm screams? No, no, no. Efforts. They're efforts. Mm. Oh, okay. That's what they're called in VO land. And, the, and then there was a lot of stuff of like in the Lego games, like the characters emote and talk in the game without talking sometimes. So it's like that, hmm, hmm, hmm. Like a lot of that. And so it, there was a, when we got to that page of just the weird stuff, he was doing the work. He's like, give me. He's like, all right, give me this. And he'd be like, mm. and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. And I would just parrot him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, so he's great. Not, not to jump in, but I think one of my biggest pet peeves is in a game when why did they choose to only record like two lines or three mm. lines and then they start looping and they start looping and it takes you out of it? Yeah, they always do that because they only have so much time. I know. They only have so it's much all money. time and money. A lot of games that are pay attention to that, though, and, and you don't notice that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, no, congratulations on that. I think that was really cool. It was a hell of a week. We had, a, we had four days there that were jam packed. Hell of a week for all. you, really. No, yeah. but, but I mean, it was for all of us, but I mean, especially for well, it's you. It's good for the goose. Is good for the gander. Oh man, yeah. I love I'm not your gander. Gander. I'm, I'm not your gander. gander. So here's the thing: gander. Colin and me have completely opposite versions of this. Where Colin's like, nah, like I'm your boy and whatever, but nah, I ain't taking this shit. I'm like, I am your gander. Take me with you. Say my name whenever you want to say my name. I'll yeah. take say it. Say my name. See, it's, beca- my name. it's because I, I, uh, he fits right in. Can we talk about lady? Beyonce in the orange room with oh yeah Destiny Child DC Daddy what, like uh, those are the old days yeah I remember yeah. those days yeah. I always get them confused with uh, TLC oh, I thought you were gonna say blast I thought you were gonna say LFO racist LFO <laughs> <laughs> Nick I don't Nick I'm glad you're here actually now because you weren't here for this mm. you know during Greg's acceptance speech I don't know if you noticed mm. um. You know that uh, I was thanked. Thir- I was just like one of you know one of the one of the guys Put that I right was just thanked. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, Kevin. Like, you know, thank you. You know, thank you, my beautiful girlfriend Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Crowd love, love my that. life, Christine. Yeah, I know. Right? Also, she had th- a huge pop. Weird, really weird. Also, thank you. You know, Nick, Tim, Colin, and Kevin. <laughs> You know, I, was like, oh, I emphasize Kevin. I, and it's I emphasize just like Kevin. it's look. One yeah, day, like I'm just a piece of you shit. You were essentially a comma between just like Tim. Nick, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was, it was, I was, it was, I was nothing. Yeah. You know, I would have honestly <laughs> expected him to say, and last but certainly not least, my platonic man toy. Oh. My, you know, my my uh, what, what does he call you? My uh, hetero life mate. Hetero life mate. Colin, without whom life would cease to exist. No, I was just something, one, something I'm just one of the lines. guys. But you know, it's it was it was all good. It, it, I was busting Greg's balls too because uh, at Podcast Beyond, I couldn't go to P- Podcast Beyond 400, 
And uh, I watched it later, and he was like, he mentioned it once that no one else was there, and he's like, oh, uh, Colin, Nick, and Tim couldn't make it. And I'm like, this was our show. You're not going to give me a special shout-out? I'm just one of the I fucking... Give anybody sh- a I'm, shout just one of, I'm just one of Greg's little schmucks out there now. I'm the gander. I'll take it. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Look, it's like You're this, welcome. man. Thank you, like, Tim. you know, every one of us at some point just becomes Greg's stepping stool, right. and that's just the way it goes. Mm. Um, and... I won't forget bigger, you guys when no, I get to the top. I mean, you will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like still near the bottom. I know. And I you've so already from which the, and we're like below the bottom. I know. Right. Which makes me scared for when you do get to the top because you're only giving me a, a, you're two, a fossilized a remain beneath the mantle of the earth wow, i'm gonna be like a gross. footnote in your biography oh yeah totally the and first- then also th- this other guy quit with him he's dead <laughs> why did i die but i'm gonna get a lot crushed of crushed by coffee beans <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> it was a freak accident <laughs> no but for real I, I love i love the um we were busting balls about this on colin and greg you would have gotten hysterical the guy colin and greg episode was really it funny. was good and because uh, I was just busting Greg's balls over and over again about it, uh, and people came up with some really great shirt designs that we should sell. Where it's, right. where the shirt, yeah. the, the shirt it's just, just says, and? "Yeah, no, it's just no, like it, was, it, it was, says uh, Chris, Nick and no, 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 Christine, Christine and, and Nick and Tim and Kevin and Nicole." Because <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the, the, the Crystal Dynamics artist, but no Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so brilliant. I, I really wanted to be the next shirt. We should really do it. Good. Sure, that's, that's really that can be T-shirt Tuesday for next month. If you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week for some. Sometimes five best friends gather around this table, each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can support us, let us live our dreams, and get each and every episode early. If you have no way to support us, don't worry. <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where we post it topic by topic, day by day, until the entire show is free on Fridays. as one big video in one big MP3. Big, beautiful MP3. I can tell you right now, Tim, this one's worth a dollar. Oh. Maddie Kerr's fitting in great. Is. Hey, it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Bart Simpson came out of nowhere. Yeah. Jesus Christ! No, I, I like you though. I like you a lot. Hey, you thanks. fit in. You have a good voice. You have a good like just you energy. Know, energy to you. Yeah. That's I, key. I, I, you I ran got the song here. So stuck in my head now. <laughs> good, Nick. Yes. What's your topic? I have. I got to lead off with the uh, the new Batman Superman trailer. Donna you Justin. loved it like I did. I did not particularly mm. care for this trailer, and I. I've watched it a few times now in yeah. preparation for this. Sure. What I can only assume is going to be war between you and I. Going. Sure. It's very simple I just right started now. unfollowing people when they were like, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want you. I don't want the haters in my parade. But today I can't unfollow you, so I, know. I have you, to you fight now. You're backing me in your corner. Your phone. It's like Karate Kid 3 when he oh. killed that guy by kicking him too hard. Oh. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> I think that was Roadhouse. <laughs> that was great. Good um, I... Didn't like the actual way the trailer was put together, and I think that was part of the part of the uh, the reason why I didn't really vibe with it. Um, I didn't like that the somewhat liberal use of Jesse Eisenberg in it. Mm-hmm. I thought that his lines came off to the point where it almost made me think: Is this really what this movie is going to be about? Like, am I going to have to deal with that level of care of, of Eisenberg the entire time? And is he going to ruin the movie for me? Like, uh, when we walk out of the theater and you check Twitter, is everyone going to say Jesse Eisenberg ruined this movie? And that that was from that trailer. Say is Zach kind Snyder of, did. Yeah, it's gonna no, be. they won't say that. The one, I mean, it'll be Jack Snyder's fault, of course. But of course, everything's um, his fault. But I mean, I think going back and watching it again, I'm like, okay, it's got more of a playful style than I'm than I'm used to. I was expecting it to be a little bit more along the lines of Dark Knight, but because some of the other trailers leading up to it were really serious. You yeah, know? I still think that Matt's in there. But then we get to the the line of if she was is she with you? you, I thought she was with you. Hey, do you want to go get a cup of coffee? Yeah, look at my best friends. It was just, it, it kind of came off, it comes off a little like I, 
it, ma- it makes me a little scared that they're not going to be able to nail that tone, you know, because that's a very, very thin line of like if w- a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. And this whole thing's going to come off as fucking cheesy and campy and it's not going to have the intensity that I need it to have, you know, yeah. especially since that, you know, the, the Marvel universe is supposed to be what it is. And the DC universe is supposed to be kind of a little bit darker, right? From what we've been able to cobble been, together. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was my take on it. I mean, I, I, I don't know if. Obviously, well, I'll reserve judgment for when I actually get my butt in the theater. But the the, the Lex Luthor character is the one that that is con- most concerning for me. I just I got to see how that plays out. What I, what don't you like about him? I just don't the like t- that the voice. He's, he is goofy. He's just like he seems like more closer he's to a, the Joker than he yeah, is. Lex no, Luthor. He's like I see that he's an eccentric like you know what the, I, I mean. The funny thing about it is what you're saying is interesting because Max Landis is convinced that Jesse Eisenberg is just doing an impression of him. That is, and that like is that's, possible. I mean, that's the kind of he's he's trying to be this eccentric billionaire, you know, yeah. billionaire who's like this Facebook money kind of kid, mm-hmm. like this tech. Isn't mogul. that probably a more accurate representation uh, representation of like what that kind of character in today's world? You think would so, be? right? Like he this weird, weird, scrawny. He's not just some suit, some suit at the top of a building who has all this money. Yeah, I just, I just worry that that character is hard to nail, right? And we've been burned before. Let's not forget. Kevin Spacey, the great Kevin Spacey debacle of circa 2000. I mean that that was. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame his performance as Lex. I blame the fact that they just said do Superman one again, and he was like, oh, I like well, I want land. Okay, good. <laughs> that's Glad that's, that's still happening. Um, other than that, there were some awesome moments in the trailer, though. Um, yeah. Namely, like getting to actually see them battle back and forth, and knowing that th- I think they've done a good thing so far as far as the story is concerned with. Knowing that he's going to not be able to win that fight, and so there's got to be another reason why he's doing it, and I like that idea because you know he's got the the moment in the trailer where he says, uh, "What are you like? Stop! I could have killed you yeah, yeah, if I yeah, wanted yeah. to. Just stop! Like what you're doing." And you yeah. see basically Batman get his ass handed to him for the most part. Um, but then there's the inclusion of Wonder Woman, which is the big wild card in this whole thing. It's like how are they going to start integrating all these people with? When in the Marvel universe, they had what like six movies before they decided to do Avengers, yeah, give or take. Um, we're just seeing Wonder Woman for the first time here, and she just pops up in the trailer, and I'm like, "Is that really how she's gonna? They're gonna set her up a little bit, obviously, we're gonna see her party or whatever, mm-hmm. as, yeah. as as her alter ego." But um, I don't know, man. It all just kind of seems really fragmented and frayed right now, and I really want to see how they pull it all together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for you though, was it just the fact that like all of the elements are there? You know, like yeah. maybe you're staring at the recipe and it's all laid out on the counter. And you're like, hopefully they put it together correctly. I mean, my whole thing, my only, honestly, my only criticism of the trailer is the fact that yeah they gave away too much now mm-hmm. uh, here's the thing is when I was freaking out in the reactions video with Tim and everything else and that night and da 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 did that matter to me no right now does it matter to me that much no like it would have been cool like I, I, what I was doing is have you seen this I haven't watched it Reddit did a re-edit of the trailer mm-hmm. where they then everybody said it fixed it or whatever have you seen this Mm-mm. you want to see it sure let's see what happens all right for everybody at home we're watching this thing you can just google this is the spoiler free fan edit Right now we're getting a sweet ad. Oh, fun! You know what? I, I love I these say, ads. I like to start with the, the very delicate piano. Well, it's kind of similar. To this how the is the fan edit. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> <edit. laughs> jeez, oh, we gotta do this thing. This is the episode. But no, like that. My only thing is like it gave away too much, and it's like okay, but I don't hate that. It got me hyped for real. I still want to see them fight Doomsday, and how are they going to do that? It gave away way too much. Is it Wraith and blah blah yeah. blah? It it hinted at a lot. I mean, I don't know. We'll see where it all comes down. And stuff. I mean, I think the thing is, it gave away way more than I thought it would. But there's still so much we don't know. There's so many heroes in this damn movie that we haven't seen yet. So I don't think it gave away everything. And people are acting like, well, you know, the whole movie. It's like, you don't. 
You really don't. Yeah. You haven't seen 50% of the motherfuckers in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like with Civil War, like, I like the Civil War trailer that they didn't show Spider-Man. I hope they don't oh, show yeah, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I really hope they don't show Spider-Man. In any trailer, and, like, they're probably going to, because that's how movies work. But that's the reason, that's the reason I'm concerned about the movie. Um, I'm excited about it. I think the trailer was 80% really good. I was really quite yeah, you, intrigued. I was way more intrigued by watching Greg watch it. Um, <laughs> definitely. But, but, uh, but to me, that's why I'm concerned is because they already showed such a dense amount of the movie that how are you going to flesh out the entire movie and all these characters and make them work in two hours or two hours and 10 minutes, mm-hmm. whatever it's going to be, um, when it already seems like there's enough density in this one trailer for two movies. I really feel um, like all you have to do in this movie is flesh out Batman and Lex. Wonder oh. Woman has two scenes, I imagine. The party thing we've seen where mm-hmm. she's there, we introduce her, oh, this is Diana, why... Well, she's talking, blah, blah, blah. She must, they don't know her clearly in Wonder Woman fashion yet. Mm-hmm. And then she shows up in the end to help him fight this thing. Or and whatever. then Donna Justice is the, or not Donna, Justice League. Yeah, is, she has her own movie that they, yeah. they started shooting also. Do you, do you actually like Zack Snyder as a filmmaker? I do. And his visual style? I do. You enjoy that? Yeah. So is this just seeing everything that you've wanted for 30 years come to fruition is that just what doesn't matter what they're saying in the trailer it doesn't matter how cheesy the lines it doesn't matter what they look like is that just it it could be anything and you'd be excited no because i mean i think it, you could make a bad trailer and i would think oh well, like, yeah. like it took me a while in the first trailer to see great see, things i almost felt that the the tone in the first trailer felt so much more grounded i i, I definitely and i don't i'm not a comic reader i mm. I, I honestly have never been really big into comics but i think sometimes like we've lost this idea that comics are fun. They right. kind of are playful. And, I mean, you may know this better, but would Batman and Superman have that kind of moment? Wouldn't that be like a playful yeah, I mean, thing? That's the thing. Like, is like the so animated series. I don't know if it just comes into this is. this is a film that everyone wants to be gritty, that there's a moment they're having some fun. They're fucking guys with superpowers. Of course they're going to have fun. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that's what I have to kind of wrap my head around, right? Yeah. Is that I don't know. Like, the problem with that is this. The movie that, that preceded it is Man of Steel. That's all we have to go off of. And Man of Steel was very much not that. Did you like Man of Steel? I liked Man of Steel. I, I wanted to love it. I wanted it to be the same reaction I had when I watched the trailer 50 fucking times for that movie before right. it came out. And I cried when I heard Russell Crowe give that, like, the rousing, like, the rousing fucking speech. And then I was like, wait, run there's it. another, the exact same trailer with Kevin Costner instead of that? I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I gotta listen to that. And then I like went back and forth and debated which one's better, Russell Crowe, hands down. Um... But that movie was serious. That was a sci-fi movie. That wasn't, let's, let's, like, there was one or two little nods to, like, let's have a little fun with this, which is, like, what does that stand for? He's, like, it stands for hope and whatever, whatever, and the microphone buzzes and things like that. So we have those small little moments, but there's, this looks more like a buddy cop film. Like, I mean, I, don't, I just don't agree, because I think Man of Steel did have those moments just overlooking him. He spikes a drone in front of the general, and he's like, I'm from Kansas. It doesn't get more American. And then she's like, he's hot. And it was that, those were fun moments of levity <laughs> after just leveling a fucking city. You know what I mean? Like, that was the other thing, too. They're making out in the dust that is literally people. There's a, plenty <laughs> of other things that are not, like, super serious and grounded in Man of Steel. Yeah, but there was a tone, right? There was a tone of, like, when you think of that movie, do you think of it being more like the animated like justice league the animated series or do you think of it being closer in tone to a sci-fi film like oh no it is a sci-fi film. right so this doesn't look oh my fucking god spike your yeah. phone and get it out of here who no one needs a text right now um, it gets more american than that <laughs> so i mean that's that's gonna be my thing and you'll know from the first like you know the first obviously 10 15 minutes where they're going for but i i think that they're there, I think that he's probably trying to go for a little bit more lighthearted tone, which is I mean, yeah. They're, I think they are. Was well, this more them chasing Avengers and trying to fit that 
family friendly. Fun. I mean, it's no, me. it's no mixing. Way. It's Avengers think... mixed with Dark Knight because it is that dark. They're trying to like match that, but they're not doing that, and they mm-hmm. know that. There's mm-hmm. no way they're doing that because it's not grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. We know it's not grounded in reality since Man of Steel. So it's like, all right, we take that, but then yeah, mm-hmm. there is the Avengers, Captain America, like watch your language type jokes and stuff, which it's cringy, that was super cheesy, but it's cheesy and cringy. But it's not like that's the, like the point. I guess you can't write these characters differently. Yeah, but I think you can though, and that's 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 my problem is that you watch what they're doing in the animated world, and they can get super serious with them, right? And so it's like how it's really hard. I understand to translate that that level of of intensity over to live action because you are at the end of the day dealing with Ben Affleck in a bat suit and Henry Cavill playing Superman. Like at a certain point, you have to just be like, this is probably as far as we can go with this. But you even know? the animated show, like, I mean, there's no animated show. No matter what, even the movie, like, the DC animated movies, like, they still have those moments. I mean, like, it's still no, cheesy. I mean, even the yes. Dark Knight, him in the, the thing, this isn't a car. Like, well, yeah. that was bad. That, that Does it come in black? <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, that's, that's But when you use those, up with an axe. when you use those moments, it's, it's comic relief, right? It's. The the movie, if you watch The Dark Knight again, there is an underlying level of tension in that film that slowly raises all the way, like, and, and basically jumps a level every time we see the fucking Joker, And do you right? think that the trailer matches that? For Dark Knight? Yes. Uh, I, have, I can't remember the Because one thing I think with Zack Snyder, the trailer he, that was first, or maybe it was just the teaser, the one with, like, the... The, the cape blowing in the wind and like the butterfly and everything was so like emotionally oh, right. about subtle. Man of Steel? Yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah. It was like, I don't think that trailer, I mean, maybe it was just trying to excite people, but that trailer did not match that movie. At 100%. All. And so now I'm, oh, I'm worried now. that, is this just a thing with Zack Snyder or with the people who edit the things or is this just all marketing? Isn't that the thing that they say about him is that he makes great trailers? Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, that's well, what the and, internet and says. Trailers. And that, so let me give you, let me give you a little bit of perspective as someone who doesn't really know anything about this stuff. Cause like, this is, this is, cause I think, I think it's, it's gonna, cause I think frankly it's gonna be valuable to maybe not most of our listenership, but most of the people are gonna see this movie. A, it doesn't matter what happened in any of the comic books or what this is based on or the animated series cause no one cares. Like that, that's number one. So like th- this is, this is, like one of those things where like the precedents aren't important, just like the precedents that were set, say, by the Schumacher fucking Batman movies weren't important, you know, because no one gave up like that was just their own interpretation, really, of what was going on in the 60s, as opposed to sure. the more grounded Burton movies. And then obviously like the masterpieces that the Nolan trilogy were, I think. Mm. So like, you know, those are all disconnected from each other. And normal people that see all those movies know that they're all different, but they don't know why. And so you have to like look into like people walking into this movie, like my father, for instance, who's going to see it, I'm sure, and who's excited about it. He's, he likes watching a lot of movies, and he's not a superhero, but he's going to go see this, and he's not going to have any of this context. And so that's going to be the normal person that's going to go see it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of me too. I have more context than the Batman, I guess, but I'll tell you what I like about it. And mm-hmm. and what I like about it is I, I like Ben Affleck as Batman, and I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. Like and like, too. I especially like Superman. Like, I'm actually really into it. I was telling Greg that we've seen these two shots before from the previous trailer, but that shot of him descending in front of the Capitol oh. building is fucking awesome. Dope. That's an awesome fucking shot. And the other shot of him, like, in what looks like Hurricane Katrina or whatever, where the, he's backlit one, yeah. or whatever. I'm like, like these guy. are amazing shots. Finally, the technology can make Superman look the way he's supposed to look, right. I think. Um, and I have to say, I really like Lex Luthor. Like, I think that he's really, like super unsettling and fucking weird i love that one shot of him when he like puts his he- hand on the girl's head and, like, yeah. and he's like he's like it's a three letter or a three syllable word for whatever and like for, pe- for what people can't understand yeah, like yeah. and i'm like that seems tonally from what i know about lex Luthor, kind of in in like it c- kind of resonates with me as somewhere i'm like i was telling greg i'm like i like this character like he, lex Luthor is an interesting unsettling fucking psychopath clearly you know mm-hmm. uh so i don't think you have to have like the brooding 
weird man at the top of the fucking tower, you know, like, uh, necessarily that's my interpretation i don't know if most superman f- fans feel like that because i don't have a connection to that character but i will say what i'm super concerned about with the movie and why i think it's i'm gonna see it i'm excited about it, but i think it's gonna be maybe mediocre is there's it's just too dense a i agree with you that an- end scene is fucking campy as hell mm. and and uh that's something that dc needs to get away from because their characters are inherently campy compared to mm-hmm. you know the more overtly over the top x-men or avengers or whatever with their fucking you know, Captain America with his suit or Wolverine with his claws. That's corny. Like these, like these guys are supposed to be a little more like not grounded because Superman's not grounded, but they're normal people. Mm-hmm. So that seems like there's a dissonance there with like that, and and especially Wonder Woman, who I think like is just corny as hell. Like I'm sorry, like like that, like just corny as all hell. Like that scene is so fucking stupid to me with their shield. And they're like, who brought it? Like what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah. this is so dumb. It just it's, and, it, then and, and, yeah, and and, and so like so I'm afraid of how they're gonna like pigeonhole or, or wedge that kind of stuff into this movie including with Aquaman and other characters that I think are probably going to be equally corny um, when you really have these two pretty strong characters represented by really two strong actors and that should be the focus Batman an older kind of Batman Affleck mm-hmm. is really fucking cool and this and Henry Cavill is, as Superman is totally believable to me so like I wish that they would just focus on those things this movie seems to be too dense you know, already I mean, the problem is the, this movie Dark Knight was a movie Batman Begins was a movie this isn't a movie this is a long trailer mm-hmm and that's all it is. It's like it is dense because all it is is just here's a bunch of things teasing out things that are going to happen. Well, right, but if it just smaller amount of those things and not reveal as much. Like, what if we didn't see Wonder Woman at all? And what if that was the reveal in the theater? I mean, that, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the movies are are j- just longer trailers yeah. at this. But who's going to be the reveal? I mean, Aquaman yeah. obviously, Cyborg I guess is going to be in it, right? So like you. Have I mean, to- I think don't forget too that I mean like. I think we're seeing everything out of context. Yeah. You're talking about comic relief, right? And I, if I'm, if I'm a betting man. It's Doomsday's working these fucking two dudes. Batman's uh, it looks like he the Batmobile, the Batwing is downed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he accepts that he's about to die, and he puts up his hands. Wonder Woman jumps into frame, blocks it with a shield, goes fucking full bore at this thing, and they have this fucking amazing fight. Oh yeah, down. no doubt. Batman finally gets out, and he's like, "Did you?" Br-? I think I think while like she's fucking destroying, taking buildings and smashing. I mean, like I don't think it's as as natural as a cut. I think it's yeah. gonna work in the the film. But but understand why contextually why I brought up that like I'm. Ignorant ignorant about this stuff but I'm someone who's excited about the movie mm-hmm. and this is something I was talking about with Tim is that it's a foregone conclusion for some people for DC fans for instance to know that eventually they're going to partner up but they ruin the tension in that in that in that trailer like we know that they're it's like Bat- the movie's called Batman versus Superman you know and mm-hmm. like me going into that I'm like I don't have any context so like I don't know what does that mean I have no idea what the fuck that means I love that line where Superman's like you know I would have killed you basically right if I mm-hmm. wanted to I'm like that's a really powerful line leave it there End you know like that. Leave it there. And and maybe they partner up, or maybe that's obvious to comic book fans, but that's not obvious to me. And I'm telling you that it's not going to be obvious to the most of the people that are going to go see the movie. They want to know what that means. And they ruined it in the fucking trailer. They ruined it. They ruined that whole tension, the whole tension of the title. You know, and so you have to you have to kind of like withdraw yourself. It's kind of the way I felt about the G.I. Joe movies when they came out. Because I'm a huge GI Joe fan, or whatever, where I'm like, no, I have Chain a lot Tatum. of, I have a lot of expectations <laughs> and a lot of foreknowledge, like for like for conclusions of what this should be and what Storm Shadow should be and what Snake Eyes should be and stuff like that. But when when I walked out of the movie, I'm like, that movie sucks. But when some people walked out of the movie, they were like, I don't know anything about G.I. Joe, and that was just a fun action movie. And I'm like, yeah, but sure. I have expectations. Yeah. And so that's what I think that, like, so you guys have to kind of remove those because there's just a lot of tension that was ruined. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. And people had put it that way. We're like, well, that sucks, man. That, that scene shouldn't have been in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Just that one scene. Even if Wonder Woman's in it in a different way, mm. just that one scene of them working together, I think was really was really quite stupid. Yeah, to put I mean, in there. you know, eventually that it's going to be they're going to build the Justice League, right? I, I and I respect what but, you're talking but about, we, but we might know that, but most people don't, 
right? Like no one, most people that are gonna say, "Well, we don't even know what the fuck the Justice League is." Mm, that's you know? probably true. Uh, I mean, my, I have, I'm it, the trailer was kind of bittersweet for me. I'm hopeful, and I'm also reserved about it for the same reason everyone else is. Right? I don't know if they've had enough time to set these characters up so that when and if there are those big emotional set pieces like you're talking about, they will really hit. Right? For instance, what you're talking about needs. We need to be invested in those characters and we need to be invested in Wonder Woman for her to come save the day and for have it make sense. It can't be like a comic book where you're like you turn the page and all of a sudden Wonder Woman's there for no reason. Like you're used to that in comic book land and mm-hmm. movie land. That is a cardinal sin to just throw a character in. Right. Which is, you know, it's 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 fine in games. It's fine in these things that have these long, long legacies like take Metal Gear, for instance, like when characters come back from fucking games that like four games ago, you're like, that was awesome because you understand that. Sure. But we don't ha- in the movie world. We don't have that yet, right? They're not set up. So that's my one trepidation. Is I'm I'm I want to love this. I know I'll like it. We're all going to enjoy it. It's all it's going to be a gr- good film. We're picking it apart because like Star Wars, it means something to us. Mm-hmm. I want to fucking love it, right? Yeah. I want to love it. You like I will. It's like I left man. Dark Knight. Yeah. Right, it's not because I it left is. Dark Knight and I was like, I know, but fuck, my mind that. was just blown this, by that. This isn't that. Like, I know, I know. This is so an action I'll, movie. I'll settle yeah. for I'll settle for Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. I've watched it three times since. I'm like, this is a good film. I don't care what anyone says. It's entertaining. It, it does what it needs to do. Um, I'm hopeful because of all the other shit that's in the trailer that we haven't even talked about yet, which I'm sure you touched on. But like the the sort of connection to um, what's the character? Is it Dark Side? No, dark side. Oh, dark side. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you talked? Have you heard? Yeah, the paratroopers. Yeah, yeah. Like that. If they're setting that up, I called it. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you did. You did say that looks like dark side. Great. Not not in the reference that they we're making, but you are the first person in that I was around who was like dark side. I'm like, no, it's Doomsday, and then the paratroopers. Yeah. paratroopers. So I want to keep the troopers. But so that's what I like about this, right? Is that they are finally going. Hey, we can't make a Superman film where he fights a fucking island. Right. Yeah. He's got got to fight Doomsday and he has to fight. And and that was my big thing. Like when um, when Superman Returns came out and everyone was talking about like, oh, they should have had a character like he should have fought uh, Brainiac or he should have fought Metallo or any of these guys. This is a smart idea. Come out of the fucking gate swinging with Doomsday. Yeah. Because it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. And then try to go better with Darkseid. Did you uh, overall watching the trailer after your reaction? Yeah. Do you what would you change of it? Anything? I mean, I would have. I mean. No. Yes. No. I w- I wish they'd shown less, but I think I wish they would have shown less because I think it's that's the one main knock so many people have yeah. against it. Yeah. I I I like it. Here's what I'll be honest with about it. Right, is that I like so many people being negative about the trailer because I think the movie's gonna exceed their expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I still stand. I stand by the fact that the Wonder Woman introduction it won't be as out of the blue as you turn not. the page. But I mean, like you're gonna see Diana at the ball talking to Bruce because you've already seen that sc- that screenshot or whatever image I guess they call him in real life. Um, and so like that's a tip of the hat to anyone who does know that that's going to be Wonder Woman, and then she comes in and does whatever. Uh, the scene I'm most excited for that we, I, I that has been teased that we don't know anything about is Jeremy Irons as Alfred talking to Bruce. Yeah, like we have like that one line or this drives men to madness or whatever. I want. I'm not worried about the focus of this the way I was worried about Spider-Man 3 when I was watching them. Like, why are they putting all these people in this movie? What the fuck is happening? This one, I think it's going to be two little bits of Wonder Woman that make you go, holy shit, that's awesome. And either she's having the Hulk moment from Avengers where you want more of her or Aquaman is and whatever his introduction is going to be. Mm -hmm. Cyborg, I think, is going to be there. The Hawkeye of no, the but bike. I mean, I he I like everything everybody talks about this is like he's still Victor. He's just going to be there. Again, it'll be a nod of... 
if you know he's that's Victor, you know he's going to become Cyborg, and that's when you lean over to somebody and say something about it. Or it's just that he's there to establish that he's in this world and Aquaman's in this world. Mm-hmm, that, uh, mm-hmm. I really think the focus is, you know, people talked about that then they tried to draw back from a little bit and explain. is, is It's a Batman movie. You know what I mean? Superman, we know Superman. Now we have to learn who, mm-hmm. how, who this Bruce Wayne is in this world, who this Batman is in this world, what's going on with the Robin suit. Is it Jared Leto's Joker? You know what I mean? Like, how do we all tie this into yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna. I, I think you're gonna get that too. fucking a ton of that. And I think that's going to be the focus. Meanwhile, we're all, we're playing to who Lex is and what's happening with him and when what his he, plan uh, is. When does he lose his hair? Exactly. And Topher Grace is Nightwing. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Great. <laughs> so my my whole take on the trailer is that you know everyone's biggest thing is that oh they showed too much or whatever. I think that they had to show that because. They, when you put it up against the Marvel stuff, right, with the Civil War, they needed to outdo that trailer. Like, they just had to, to, like, yeah. kind of gain momentum back. Civil War didn't show too much. But to me, the Civil War trailer, eh, it's just more, which is great. Cool. I'm going to see the movie. I know I'm going to love it. Yeah. At this point, we're sold. We're already invested in all this shit. But it's like that trailer, yeah, if it showed Spider-Man, everyone would be like, <gasps> but it's like we don't need that. Right. The Batman v Superman thing, I think, did need that because Batman v Superman, they're on the losing team right now. Like, that's, they needed to at least show who's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. My biggest critique of the people giving critiques of this trailer is the freaking anyone saying that, oh, that's the Ninja Turtles. Those aren't the fucking Ninja Turtles. Those are the stupid You're CG. You're talking about the part where the Ninja Turtle comes out of the building and goes, Arr, and then his eyes glow? Yeah. That was the Ninja Turtle, right? I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> but it's like that thing. That's what Doomsday looks like. This is the that universe version of Doomsday. Google so, Doomsday. You're, but, that's it. So I, I read a little bit about it, and so I, my first reaction was like, "Oh, I don't like that." But I did not. I haven't read the comics. I didn't know that Doomsday has like different forms and like the things grow. So like you can see if you put the horns on him, you're like that looks exactly like Doomsday. Exactly, that's and that's, that's kind of my point. And it's like for anyone that thinks that's what Ninja Turtle looks people like, people just people, fuck you. People are just being cynical. Like the and, yeah, and we, we've all we can all we've all been cynical and are cynical about things. But, sure. But the thing is that I'm I'm pretty optimistic about the movie. I, I'm just I'm interested in in how it resonates. You know, like Civil War is a culmination of work, right? Or at least one of the culminations of work. There'll be many culminations because they're never going to let this thing die. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is already like you said an established thing. What I'm concerned about with Batman versus Superman is that if this falls flat or isn't good, it's going to fuck everything up. Like mm-hmm. for, like for that universe and they, that's why I, and I was talking to Greg about this. I know it's leaving money on the table. I know it's not smart business and whatever. But like I wish that. DC would just take a different tact and just be like, we're not Marvel and we don't have the, like we don't do things like they do them. We do things in a more thoughtful way, mm-hmm. like in a more sober and solemn way, like we did with the Batman trilogy, where it's like we're going to do our own thing and we don't have to make this interconnected capitalist driven kind of universe that we're trying to just one up each other. Like we have our own stories to tell in our own fashion. And now that they're all intrinsically linked to each other, one of them is if one of them is really bad then they're kind of fucked because they're starting from a bad point already, especially with Superman. And that was the thing I was telling with with Greg. Like, this is Superman's last chance, like, with people, I think, in terms of, like, making him super Marvel-type relevant to people. Like, they need to nail this. Batman's already relevant because of what Nolan did. So they can possibly ruin him as well, but I don't think they're going to. I think they Mm -hmm. have a good thing going with Affleck. So I'm just... I'm super interested to see how that all all goes down, but I wish DC would just take a different, more... I don't want to say mature, because that's not what I really mean, but... It doesn't necessarily be dark and brooding like that, but you're saying. I mean, you're but, just but, saying. But just not like, have to get this universe going. Oh, you want to make a Wonder Woman movie? Go make yeah, the make best a Wonder, Wonder Wo- Woman yeah. movie. However you want like, it to why be. Why do they all have to touch each other? You know, like it's it's, it's awesome. Well, I mean, no, it, on, it's what comics. It's, it's, awesome <laughs> if, it's awesome if it works. I know. It's awesome if yeah. it works. It can be disastrous if it doesn't, and that's like why I think the hu- there's a, they're taking a huge risk. You know, because they could just make a Superman movie or just make a Batman movie or make a Batman versus Superman movie. They don't have to pigeonhole fucking. And throw in Cyborg and all these characters in there. And, you know, like, we don't, you know, culminating in the Justice League, 
especially with uh, Suicide Squad, which I, I'm pretty convinced is going to be bad. Um, mm-hmm. Like they they just have to be careful because they don't they're they're chasing they're chasing Marvel and they're not Marvel. Like that's why I always like to DC more mm-hmm. because they're not Marvel. They're you know. And Batman especially is so fucking cool. Like, don't fuck with him. I know. You know, know. like, Batman is so goddamn cool. Well, the the one the one good grace of Batman, though, is he, he survived the Joel Schumacher era. And if you can survive that, I mean, that's like surviving a fucking nuclear blast. So Batman will always be cool. But, but, it, took, but oh, it, also, took, it took one of the great filmmakers. To during do that, that time, there was, like, two superhero movies in five years. That's true. Now The superhero like 15, genre wasn't a thing. The 15 that's got true. released yesterday. Yeah, but it's yeah. Batman. Batman's the king. Yeah, I know. I Sorry. know. Batman Sorry. will live forever. I'm I'm aware of the Google results. No, but... Re- <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember that you're right. Like people did look back at Batman uh, Forever and and Batman and Robin and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're terrible movies. I mean, they are. They're fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some interesting things in them. I like I like the villains in them. I don't like the way the villains act. I don't like, but I like Take like two of these. Tom, Tommy, Tommy Lee. The, yeah. the over the, the over the, the over the topness of it is. There's something to be said about that. And and he tried. And and he tried something that didn't work. And I respect that. But to my in my mind, Batman was redeemed only because of who was making it and who was acting in those movies. Like sure. Batman could have easily been ruined even more if it was given to someone else. No one saved those movies. You know, like no one made made Batman what it was, and and that's why our expectations are really high for this. You know, well, I mean, Nolan does in some degree have Joel Schumacher to thank for that because everything's a product of what came before it, right? So the Joel Schumacher films were a direct product of the dark, kind of weird, twisted, fucked up Burton films, and then. Nolan came in and was like, well, we can't do either of those, so let's go super real with it. And that was what was so powerful about that. And now they're going the opposite direction. I think they're going in a great direction, don't get me wrong, because I don't think Batman deserves to be 100% real. I don't. I think there always is going to be an element of he is a superhuman being, not be, not in form, but in His superpower is that he's Batman. Yeah, and so like, there's got to be a little bit of an era of unbelievability. He should be able to do things that are Batman-esque in that Maybe you look over and he's gone, right? And that's kind of a magical, fun thing. Maybe he does that. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I think they're going. They're angling more toward that feel with this. I just hope they. Again, it's the hardest thing to do in a film because you don't know. You're talking about something that that they've probably. I, I don't know how many days they shot on Batman v Superman, but I have to imagine it's more than a couple months they put into this. You don't know when you roll the camera the first time what that film's going to be after all that footage and all those special effects. And it's really fucking hard. Tonally, it's like the hardest thing. If you ask any filmmaker, they'll say the hardest thing is to nail that tone, nail that intensity that we're going for because you don't fucking know. You shot that end scene the first day, you know? You don't know. So hopefully they nail it. I Either way, I feel like everyone needs to just kind of relax, take a breath, and realize that it's a movie about a fucking guy that can fly and do that dress stuff like a bat Yeah, and just enjoy it. Going back to the original conversation you had about the trailer and mm-hmm. it, like how the trailer was made, and you said you didn't think it was that great of a trailer. Yes. Like So my thing with that is I enjoyed it for a trailer. I thought it was fun. It kept my energy up and i was into it and like i didn't hate it or love it but i'm like cool that was my, my thing is this is cool um and i didn't didn't know all the insider shit because like i'm not that hardcore into the dc thing so i didn't fucking lose my shit in the same way that you would have um my biggest problems with it is that i'm a fan of Zack snyder trailers mm-hmm. very much so so Best yeah the man of, exactly man of steel trailer, trailer, trailer watchman trailer like, those oh, are fucking classic trailers this to me I put it probably really low on the the Zack Snyder thing. Having said that, it's still fucking amazing because Zack Snyder trailers are great. Yeah, but, but the yeah. most cringeworthy thing to me of that whole trailer was not the the line at the end of the the shit. It was and I was showing, telling you this earlier. It's the <laughs> so music. really bothered you. <laughs> it's really bothered me because I think that it's it's just like for when you edit the trailer, it felt fucking off. And it took me out of it where it's all this like the classical music yeah, playing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, and then it so, like looks at his reaction. So it's the classical music playing at the the banquet, right? Yeah. And then there's like, oh, then you're meeting. This is Bruce Wayne. This is whatever. And it's like it's background music, which is fine. But then the moment's like, oh, this is Clark Kent, and it, it's like this piano key yep. out of nowhere, where all of a sudden the background music syncs up, and it's like breaking the fourth wall of it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what? I don't like that. It really bothered me because I'm like. This this is not a great trailer. It's unfortunate like, too because trailers should not take me out of it that uh, way. No. I, I was uh, I was watching both of them when I was on vacation, and I, so I was catching up on all the trailers. I watched Civil War first, and then I watched the little exclusive like clip they had of the when teaser. he lands and walks yeah, up yeah. and grabs him, and I was like, and he was like rips it off, and there's yeah. like, fucking insane intensity between the two. And I'm like, whoa, this is gonna be a cool movie. And then I immediately watched the next trailer. I was like. Diff, totally different tone. Like, watch those two back to back, and you'll be like, "What? What happened? I don't understand yeah. what's going on." But again, they're the same movie, so it's like Greg keeps saying, like, the movie's going to be different. It's not going to be cut that way. It's true. So Very both true. scenes, all those scenes, are in that movie. That's true. And the other, the other weird audio thing I didn't like about the trailers at the end when it had the like when it showed, you know, the title splashes shit. There's like fucking it goes da 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 da, and it's the, the same fucking audio the loop. The score was a not little, happy with the score. That was yeah, my might, overall. Yeah, thing. I mean, it might. And again, those are just the trailers they put together yeah. too. So that's a whole separate house that's doing those trailers, and they probably it might actually be two two different houses that are doing the trailers because there's so much that people have to put out now. Yeah, like nine TV spots, three different trailers, sneak peeks, all this shit. So I'd be interested in, in who Zach can't watch them all. I'm, I'm sure when he was Zach, making <laughs> Zach didn't even watch his. Well, no, I mean, whatever. I'm sure when he was making 300, he was like, yeah, I want to go to the actual trailer house and be like, I want to sit there and pick. I mean, it's probably part of his contract. I would imagine he gets to actually do that and he probably cared a lot about 300 not that he doesn't care about this but that was like his first like chance to really break out and, and establish himself um, and so I'm sure that he was probably really really pouring over that but I mean he probably had a lot more control there than he does with DC sure. and Warner's probably like no we'll fucking you do what you gotta do and we'll do what we gotta get do get the movie done and get it done get it done Snyder I'm tired of you I'm tired of your attitude who's this oh the Detective Lance is yeah. working at D- Laurel. Warner Brothers Laurel. tell him to hurry up you're gonna tell me, Laurel. You don't know the arrow. It's so good when you do it. It's because the voice is a little bit off, but your face expression. I squint up just is like so him. good. I'm telling you, I can stand in for you any time on the set of Arrow, Detective Lance. We're gonna have to talk off air about what you think is going on with the uh, Legends of Tomorrow because I'm. I've like watched it. one episode of Arrow this season. Really? Yeah. I'm like Flash. It. I'm, I'm too like behind so on. Is this Supergirl for you? I'm pretty much all caught up on, except for uh, last night, which point. I thought yeah. was supposed to be awesome. I don't mind worth watching. Not everything has to be about me. It's fun. It's forgettable. I okay. mean, it's like it's like it's fun. Maybe it's going somewhere. Last night's episode, I flipped out about, but I they ruined it on Twitter when I'm reading it. But I was like, called it a long time ago. I'm not too worried about that. Kev knows what I'm saying. Maddie Kerr, yeah. What's your topic? Um, you know, I've been thinking about it for two months now. Um, I donated, and I was like, okay, I need to come up with an idea. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. thank you for that. Good plug. No problem. That's what I do. Um, and I was trying to think of something that would encompass. What I want, I don't want to just like show up here and say something like a like a dick joke. I didn't want to say just like breakfast cereal. I didn't want to say something that like was, a big black baseball yeah, bat. bat. Oh fuck, God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just uh, I wanted to do something, and as I keep uh, thinking about it, it it dawned on me that the reason I actually donated and came on the show was I got asked a question: um, Who do you want to eat dinner with? If you had a chance to go. Um, meet someone and uh, mm-hmm. sit down and talk, get drinks, eat dinner, and mm-hmm. pick their brain a little bit. Who would that be? And I think first instinct for a lot of people is like a celebrity mm-hmm. or a celebrity crush, or uh, maybe it's a musician or a rock star or a band, or maybe it's a political figure. I don't know. Uh, and it, first gut response was 100% Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. It was like mm-hmm. I have listened to 
You mean Greg, Nick, Tim, Kevin? And, and that, that's the thing. Nicole and this Tan. Is, we'll call him yeah. Nicole Tan. We'll get yeah, her yeah. over here. <laughs> and it, no, it honestly, it honestly clicked that I listened to uh, uh, Podcast Beyond. I listened to Game Scoop. Should I used to listen to like Week in Review, like way back when, when I was like yeah, yeah. 17, 18 years old. And um, IGN is AFK. Oh, the best part when the podcast came out then it was like thanks for listening to IGN's podcast IGN's podcast yes, series yeah. and then it was like a Japanese it's like they had to tell you what you were listening to because podcasts weren't a thing yet um, but yeah so I it clicked in my head that I wanted to uh, meet you guys and that's not a slight to no, any of you no, guys but it was just You're definitely the yeah, Nick I, and Tim it's been <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, which one are you? Not to interrupt you real quick. Let's let's pound it real yeah. quick. Yeah. I, can't um, I went to uh, to see a movie this weekend, and I went with Sean Finnegan, and some guy from across the theater goes, "Hey, hey, Nick, Kevin, Nick, Kevin," and I, I'm like, "There's no way someone's screaming towards me saying and, Nick and Kevin, and it's mm-hmm. not what I think." And I look over at him, and he's like, oh, "Like freaking out." I'm like, "No, Tim Finnegan, <laughs> Tim Finnegan," and he's like, "Oh, oh. oh I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Yeah, we get that a lot." Yeah. They're audio listeners. Gotcha. I, are you sure that he just wasn't telling you that he likes me and Kevin better than you? I'm positive. I feel like that might have been Because he tweeted at me later. Thank you for that. All right. I appreciate it. People get that wrong all the time, but it's okay. So My mom keeps calling my, brother, my brother's name all the time, so it doesn't matter. Do you ever get that grown up? They call you Dagan? My my mom does the whole... Dagan, Dagan, Alec, Callum! Yeah. <laughs> I get that all the time. I'm like, Mom, like, you know, he called me Dagan all the time. He calls me Declan, which is like her oldest grandson. It takes a while for it them does. to get to call him. Yeah. Sorry. But the Dagan Dana Alley Colin like is like me. my favorite thing ever. Dagan Dana Alley Colin! <laughs> I'm like, it's just Colin, Mom. It's just me. I'm not even... You have two daughters, so you should know that, right? It's not Dana or Alley. Right. Uh, Go down the line. But, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I was just thinking that I would ask you guys essentially the same thing. Um, this is not going to be necessarily me talking. So why us, though, instead of a celebrity? Um, you know, I don't like, tell do Greg why you want to be I know, I know. He, it's it? his week. He wants just more of it. <laughs> like, how did you over think? What, how did my speech affect you at the game? Uh, yeah, you want to get Like, what I was feeling, though. Uh, I think it just, like, clicks in my head. I've, I don't personally have that. I don't have that want or need. I Maybe it's a lack of free time. Maybe it's a lack of... Uh, a crush on a person or an idea or whatever. I just, I think that I listen to you guys when I'm like just walking down the street, I'm driving, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to bed, I'm doing other things. And it's just a consistent, it's like I have maybe 10 different podcasts and you guys have always been just like another one of them. And I relate to you guys. And obviously you guys have the community, you have this whole empire you're creating. Mm-hmm. And I just city state, it's a city state. <laughs> city state. Yeah. And I just thought it was, I thought it would just be a cool moment to, um, like this is all like I'm sure anyone else can feel this is all super surreal. It's weird. Like I don't get like starstruck. I don't get but like seeing familiar things that I've seen before is definitely like very strange and amazing. And, How's the other side of the room look like? You imagined? <sighs> I mean, I just it's bubble baths and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird. Like there's some shit happening over there. Portillo knocked that Spe- off. Specifically, look. I mean, t- you're actually not kidding. Looking at Kevin all the time because he gets. More- I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. and he's like dropping shit, and that's a real. Yep. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's dropping shit, and that's real. Kevin, the biggest distraction in the world. Around yeah. the 40 minute mark, I looked over there, and his eyelids were heavy, and I was waiting to that, see if the, he was going to lose. The pizza sleeps it. were kicking in. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. He's lovely. But no, and I, I definitely think that there is relatability that I feel. Um, to start with, it was like Colin and Greg were definitely the 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 first idea. But like just this as a whole, the game over Greggy show with the five of you guys, it 
there's relatability. You guys all have so much distinct personalities and characters, and mm. like you will say the f- most fucked up, heinous shit, and mm. I'm just like, that's yeah. I will say that tonight. I like that's that same <laughs> idea, and then you are just. Like you said, this is your week. You are becoming this insane, amazing person that I guarantee you thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people soon will be like, dude, you changed their life, and you do that every day. Colin, you are one of the smartest mans ever. I truly could <laughs> listen to you talk about nothing and everything. Thank you. Yeah, and I truly I like respect that more than anything. It's like so many people talk, me included, for nothing. Like I just talk because I like to hear myself talk, and I don't say the smartest shit, and I'm super naive. And when you sit, when you talk, like you, you, you choose to be silent, but when you talk, you say something that of substance and of meaning, and maybe it's your person, like your personality or your uh, personal beliefs, but I got to get up on this. Kevin's Damn. yelling. Kevin's yelling. Well, um, thank you. That's very nice. You yeah. And then, woke up. and then as and for Tim, you, you were nice shirts. Thank yeah. You, you just <laughs> have, like, <laughs> I just, get, like, you, I just, I just like your Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse watch. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, I actually, I look at you and, uh, you're 26, correct? Yes. You're like similar in my age, and I look at this group that you are part of, and I look at your humor, and I look at your style, and your idea, and your knowledge of like YouTube, and like you are very much in my wheelhouse of how I view life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, and you're just Kevin's. There. It's so easy to pick on him. <laughs> Why is it so easy to pick on him? <laughs> he can take it because he's shunned in the side. I don't get it. He's our dark. He, yeah, he is our dark. <laughs> He loves it. Watching uh, watching Nick and Tim, or Nick and Kevin have a uh, uh, slap fight on the couch on the love seat before when Nick's like, "Let me touch you." Yeah. <laughs> that because was, Kevin sat, he came and sat down next to me purposely, and I'm like, "I want, I'm going to touch." No, that uh, was the moment. Sat with intent, my friend. You wanted to be touched. No, to your <laughs> your body and your your mouth and your every word that came out of it were saying no, but deep down behind those eyes, you wanted my finger somewhere inside you. Oh, <laughs> and I will say that that's the. Uh, <laughs> That's the moment you, I don't know. when I got here. Um, it was, I want to say somber. Somber is not the right word, but it was quiet. It was like you get here and you don't see the behind the scenes. And I'm looking like, at it. There was no yeah, pomp yeah, and yeah, circumstance. Yeah, yeah. It's just this no one stopped working. We're all like, oh, hey. Yeah, what's up? This there's is a it. coffee. And then that was the moment that it clicked. I was like, okay, there, there's. that's what I was waiting for. There's, yeah, there's, I just want a finger and like just something. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it goes, it goes, for those of you who don't know, who, who have never listened to the show before, if this is your first entry into our little world Your first here. jaunt. Yeah, jaunt. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it goes like this. I pick on Kevin. Kevin picks on Tim. And then Tim just takes it. And that's how it goes. But Tim gets really mad. You, Greg picks on me and Colin picks on Greg. And that's pretty much, that's how it goes. And if and you've never everyone, seen this, I'm no a random guy. <laughs> no one does. I'm t- no, we're all terrified to pick on you because you'll tear us apart with your fucking mental acuity. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, to get to my topic... Um, in a more concise fashion, uh, who would you guys personally, doesn't necessarily have to be dinner or drinks or whatever, but if you had the opportunity, who would you want to, hang to out with? with someone yeah. that's alive, that's someone that you okay. like realistically okay. could go meet, who would that be? And I mean, you guys also like are gaining traction. You guys are meeting celebrities mm-hmm. and meeting other people. So the crazy thing is like the people you say, you could probably definitely meet. Yeah. I can't say Taylor Swift and go meet Taylor Swift. But we can, and we can say you it guess, a lot. I mean, yeah, you guys. Oh hope and dream and <laughs> a wish. Done wishful thinking. We just yeah. didn't do it. We that was the thing of wishful so, thinking. It, it's really <laughs> interesting you say this because like, I, I often think about this and where I'm at in my life now compared to where I was at 
even, like last year and the year before that mm-hmm, and looking mm-hmm. back five years, 10 years, and to see how, because I, I think about this question and I often think, like, who do I want to meet? How, how long till I, I meet Exhibit? How, how long I, till he pimps my ride? <laughs> how long till he pimps my ride? Uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of think of how can I make these things happen? Because uh, I'm scheming like that. Like that's kind of always been who I am. Right. And so I look at my the list of people over the years that I would have said, and I'm really kind of knocking them off. Like like just one by one. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at Bernie Burns, Freddie Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people are people that I'm, I'm now like friends with, and I I see multiple times Portella. a year. You know, but at, at certain points in my life, they would have been the people that I would have done anything to be like, I would love to spend time to just talk to you and get to know you just like mm-hmm. you're talking about. It's funny because like with, Kevin, go get the fucking dog. Um, <laughs> you shut up, you dirty rat. <laughs> you fit right in. You fit right in. <laughs> um, with Freddie in, in particular, a long time ago, I he when he first launched a Kickstarter for video game high school, one of the the perks was for and I think it was for two thousand dollars. You can go spend a weekend with. Freddie, mm-hmm. and he'll like teach you how to do video stuff and all this. And this was like video game high school season one, so it must have been like 2010 mm-hmm, ish. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, "This is awesome! Like, this is an opportunity to get him to know who I am, mm-hmm. and I know I can prove myself to him. We'll be cool. Everything will be fine from there." And I was like, "All right, I got to do that." So I came up with a brilliant idea to come up with a Kickstarter to fund that 2000 to get me there. And I'm not doing that. That is the most Tim Gettys ass. That is a Tim Gettys scheme if I heard one. Um, But I remember talking to to Nick and our (laughs) friend Eric from IGN about this. And I was like, like, hey, I want to do this or whatever. And you were the one that told me, like, you know, like, I guarantee you that if you just keep doing what you're doing, you'll meet him eventually. And it'll it'll just happen. And you're the reason I didn't do that. Mm. Now, I don't think that was necessarily... would have been a bad decision to do. I mean, you listen to me, so inevitably it's probably the worst decision. No, but, I mean, but it worked out. And the thing is, it's like, it's it's cool to me that it's like, there's, when you have these opportunities, you got to take them. Yeah. Or at least look at your options of getting what you want, right? And how are you going to make it happen? Mm-hmm. And it is cool where you kind of just, I found myself falling upwards in that. Um, there's a bunch of people that I'd love to meet, like Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z is a very interesting human being. I've always been fascinated in kind of the business of stuff and kind of making yourself a business. That's what we do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my whole life has been aiming towards doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think Jay-Z is a perfect example of someone that started from the bottom. Now he's nice here. here. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. John Denver. Um, <laughs> but so now, so now I look at it and I'm like, all right, who would be the person I want to meet now that I can meet these people that I, I would because mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like you. I don't need to meet celebrities and stuff like that. Like that's not like meeting a Michael Jordan while cool is not something I'm like, that's on my fucking Michael list. Michael Jordan with the Hitler mustache. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say what 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 when he gets his hands on you. That was the hand. Oh, the hands. But I, I said, thought you said hands. I thought you said hands. I thought, uh, Michael Jordan's getting touchy. He's getting touchy. Yeah. When did this happen? Um, but so I, I also like I'm a fan of videos and a fan of these things. So I'm like you. It's like I know these people because mm-hmm. I've listened to them for years. Mm-hmm. So I can relate to them. Whatever. Um, so those people, I just kind of like. I feel like I want to meet naturally now. Mm-hmm. Be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm being the scheming motherfucker I am. It's not. Oh, how can I meet a celebrity just so I can hang out with a celebrity I like? It's how can I meet somebody that can become my friend so that we can make more friends, you know, mm-hmm. and like network and stuff. So I'm going to go with Taylor Swift because I do think she's oh, the God. right answer. Yeah. Because if I hung out with, with you know, my girl Tay-Tay, I think that we'd hit it off and I think we'd be good friends. And I think that that would make kind of funny fucking huge mm. because she would tweet about us all the time. We'd do like Tumblr things together. I don't even have a Tumblr, but I'd get one. Just wow, for, okay. Just for, just for her. Yeah. Like wow, Snapchat. Cool. I'm already blowing up on Snapchat. Tim Gettys following me. Um, but I'm sure, you know, T Swift would make that better. Sure, sure. And I just think that she's a good person. I like her. I enjoy her social media. 
persona, and I want to be part of that. I got you. Mm-hmm. So similar stories, yeah, that we've all started meeting people and doing different things. So like for, I think, years, my answer would have been Kevin Smith, and then this year we got to go to yeah. Kevin Smith's house and do two podcasts mm-hmm. and hang out with him for four hours or whatever it was. That was awesome. And so like now, like because we've done like what celebrity you wanted to meet and stuff like that, and I said Bill Murray and st- what, was it? what was it? We did some topic similar, but not this. Who would you want on the show? Something like that, yeah. And I was like, no. there was some, there was something out there. And I'm, I'm a big Bill Murray fan, but in terms of a dinner, like who would I want to chill out with and spend time with and conversate the whole time? Because I feel like Bill Murray would be a great interview podcast, but maybe mm-hmm. not just chill out for two hours, sit over a bottle of wine, Keontae sitting there doing this. I would say I'm going to give runner up to Dan Aykroyd because mm. I would love to talk to Dan Aykroyd because I think it would be about making movies. What's he doing now? ufos and ghosts and like there's so many things to talk about that aren't just like you're famous and what's that like you know what i mean like he sells a vodka he believes is through filtered through crystals with souls in them i'd that, love to fucking speak about that. that's true oh that's real crystal skull head. <laughs> i know the skull Wait, vodka. What, what was the movie kingdom of the crystal skulls so this is crystal head vodka yeah i always screw it up so yeah but crystal head vodka comes in a little glass uh skull it's good it is good i do like it kevin if you're looking for gift ideas um but the, the one i'm gonna go with hint Hint, I'm going to go with, yeah, because, you know, I just changed your life in the holidays here. The one I'm going to go with, The Rock. Ooh, oh, yeah. God damn. That's won. a good poll. That's a Greg good Miller one. That's a good poll. And, I, and it's one of those where this is, I do believe The Rock and I are going to cross paths at some point and have him on the shows or whatever. And it's one of those, like, sure, I'd love him on the Game Over Greggy show, but I would love a one-on-one I have two hours with The Rock just to talk to The Rock because it's so, there's so much to talk about with The Rock. I, I You know, his childhood and his upbringing and all that and he talks about how rough it was all the time his wrestling stuff because like really the interesting thing about the rock is is that when he was actively wrestling and i was the this is attitude era and i'm the watching Bull. yeah you know you oh, know yeah. right and i'm watching it like he was such he was so charismatic and so good in the ring and i did not like him based on the whole feud he had, had with mankind and i'm talking about like behind the scenes stuff where he didn't like say thank you to McFoley after that match. He was like a that. heel though, correct? But, I, but I'm talking, I'm talking about what I knew of him in the business. Okay. So I'm not even talking about uh, what's happening in front of the screen. I'm talking about back to oh, the stage. Damn. You know what I mean? And so I want to, but, and I was, so it was always this weird thing of like, I love you in the ring and I, but I don't like the way you act backstage and da, 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 Right. And then now he's like, not everything you see about this man is that he's genuinely awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk to him about like the barbecue. Did you, the Fuse yourself yeah, with a tank? How is he so no, big? See, that's, well, I know. So I watched so that. Big. I watched that. There's a great video. Oh, I think BuzzFeed did it, right? Where they Probably. like the one guy eats the Rock's meal for, for a day or two days and does his workout plan. And it's just like he's eating salmon at like fucking seven in the morning. And he's like so disgusted with himself and then thrown up by the end of the day. Uh, there's that. Sure. But I mean, I want to know, like, did I have it wrong or did you really mature? Or like what? You know, like what is what was his journey and his growth path to become mm-hmm. the person he is today? Because like everything I'm like. You're amazing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like whether it's that he's taking selfies with like, you know, the kids who are like knocking on his mom's house, like, you know, when he's there, when they see him there, whether it's that he's helping this person doing that. And like, he's just doing all these things that are marrying people, really nice people. Yeah. N- marrying Nick Monday, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. awesome. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing is like, he's down for awesome, cool internet stuff. He gets, he gets, he gets where he it. is. Yeah. And like, that's what's like and doing his like Instagram battles with uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love him, man. And that's the thing is like, yeah, did I have it wrong or did he really mature? Like where, you know, I, I'm man, I want to talk to the rock yeah. and just talk his ear off. And that's then. the best answer. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Colin, you want to go next? Sure. I mean, I, a name came to mind immediately and then I was mm-hmm. thinking of other names. But I'm going to go with my gut instinct. Barack Trending Obama. Uh, 
You mean the president, the president of the United, United States, States of America? Yeah. Uh, I would like to just go to the White House for just a night and just have dinner with them and beers and just hang out with them and just, just like talk, and just talk to him because I, I don't re- agree with a lot of what Barack Obama says, but he's a really fascinating person mm-hmm. and I like him personally. I think I think that he's very likable personally. I think that's why he was reelected. Um, so um, I think it would be just be fun to like, and I'm not looking to like get off the record information from or anything like that, but it would just be fun to like talk to him, being like, what is this like? You know, like, yeah, you not, really are one of the more unique presidents we've ever had. And it's not because he's a black man. It's because he was an obscure, inexperienced no one, you know, yeah. and and suddenly became this rock star mm-hmm. and destroyed McCain, you know, and destroyed Romney. Like, it would be interesting to just talk to him and be like, what has this been like for you? You're, you're young. You have a young family. You have aged significantly. Oh. I don't know if you saw the, the he gave a speech from the, the West Wing, only his third one about ISIS like a couple of days ago and I'm like holy shit like you look gray. so old this job destroys men yeah. I remember and crushes men I remember yeah. on his inauguration day watching uh not the inauguration but like all, you know the 12 hours of coverage before and after and them doing like and here's you know how you know he'll, we've computer aged him I what remember looking look like I, 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 I was I remember looking at it like, no way and now you look you're like man this job takes a lot image out of you from yeah. tales from the crypt <laughs> <laughs> the, jo- the job of the president is abs- is absurdly difficult and I don't think people can relate to that and I don't think you get a lot of access to ask people like very candid questions about it and I I would like to just talk to him about it. I'm like what is it like that man has to get up every morning go every morning not not just weekdays not just some days go to an intelligence briefing in the situation room in the White House, mm-hmm. find out all the shit that's fucked up around the world, figure out what you're going to do about that. You know, he wakes up and he's like, well, there was a bombing in, you know, Libya and we have, you know, some people died. There's a four American hostages in Iran. We have to figure that out. And, you know, the North Koreans are doing this and the South, they're threatening the South Koreans. And I'd sit there and be like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? You know, and you just delegate and then you go and then that's probably eight in the morning. Then he has yeah. to go to the West Wing and sit in the Oval Office and just be like, okay, now I have all this shit I have to do. I have all these meetings. Maybe I have to go on Air Force One and go overseas for a few days. Or It's like that man never stops. What's yeah. that and f- mental fortitude you have to have? It's incredible. To like if I, I, I always was like, I always, you know, Joe Biden, when he would, they were talking about him running, you know, which Smile he's not going to. Joe Biden. <laughs> they were talking about how he was going to make a one-term pledge, which no one really has made since uh, like Teddy Roosevelt. Is really the last prominent person who have ever made a one-term pledge, and, and James Polk made it, and all that kind of stuff back in the 19th century. But, but like to, for for guys that anticipate the job's going to be so hard, or just like get their job done, to, to want to do it again is like is almost self-hating in a way. Like I don't believe that these these people that are president end up wanting to be president. I feel like they they think they want to be president, and then they feel like they should be and have to be because why do you walk away from it? Yeah, like how can you walk away from it? Like how could a Barack Obama been in 2012 been like I don't want to do this again? Like, he's like, I have it. I can win. And this is the most important job in the world. And I've always wanted to do this. So I do it. There's just I would just love to sit there across the table from him, drink some beers, have like some cheeseburgers. He's like a really supposed to be like a total down dude. He likes eating like shit. He likes drinking like like you. you he smokes well, cigarettes. Smoke. Yeah. yeah I, like, he, like, I would cha- love to have a cigarette. He apparently like, chain smokes like and like how to like, give it you? up. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the problem with the presidency, though. It's like it's it's uh you never get kudos. Right. No one ever goes, hey. Nailed it today, right? It's always, you're always dealing with the shittiest fucking thing that's happening in the world, and you're never going to get it right. No matter what you do, there's going to be some fucking asshole out there that's like, you fucked this up. Oh, so, so it's, it's like just a Zack Snyder trailer. It's exactly like a Zack Snyder <laughs> Sounds like existing. Yeah, because yeah, like, it would just be fun to like, well, I don't, don't want to have like a White House, you know, white glove dinner with him or anything like that. I'd love to like walk into the, like to his, you know, residence upstairs with just a bag of five guys or something like that and like a, and like a 12 pack because he would be totally down for that probably and just be like, let's just 
can I just talk to you for a few hours about let's hash it out? You know, man. and like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to talk to him about policy. I don't want to talk about what we disagree on. I just want to ask him questions about the job. Like, what is this like? Yeah, how awful is this? Well, college. you know, and especially yeah. if you could, especially if you could speak to him candidly, yeah. right? And that's that would be the most fascinating thing if there was for for some reason some mystical power. Where they're like, okay, no matter what's said in here, it's never going to get out. And actually, fucking and talk the to him. Like, turned and yeah, you normal. turn the switch and you're in the cone of silence, and he tells you everything. You're like, fuck, like what's really going on in the world? How many black ops are you running? Like, what's going? Like, yeah, I mean, what are you really up against? How many terrorist attacks have you never told us about that you guys have thwarted? You know, shit like yeah, that. they know incredible things. I mean, and the president doesn't even know everything. The, like the the, the the defense secretary is really the one that knows a lot of fucked up shit. So it's like, and you see that in Independence Day. I was going to say plausible deniability yeah. in Independence Day. Um, but there's truth to that, not the alien thing, but the, there's truth to like, or is there's, there? truth to, <laughs> there's truth to siloing information so the president doesn't know certain things mm-hmm. um, for plausible deniability. But it would be interesting to, yeah, to ask him those questions, be like, what what was it like? Like they watched Obama or Obama watched Osama bin Laden get killed. Yeah. They all had GoPros on. All the commandos, mm-hmm. they sat in the situation room and watched him watch the seals just murder everyone mm-hmm. and then take bin Laden, fucking kill him and throw him in a fucking in the ocean. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, what was that like? Where's that footage, by the way? I wonder if that footage is ever going to get out. But like he he they know things. They see things as presidents. It's not only unique to him. Everyone. I mean, George W. Bush would be a fascinating person to talk to or Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton Bush won. Reagan would have been really interesting too. Carter would be an interesting person to talk to. It's just interesting to get the perspective of. Jimmy Carter would be interesting, too, just because, like, he wanted it and he got destroyed by Ronald Reagan in 1980. I mean, like, rebuked and, like, thrown in the fucking trash heap of history, basically. Um, and that, that, that you would almost get a different perspective from him because he's looked at as, like, one of the worst presidents we've ever had. And it would be interesting to get his perspective of it. It seems to really hurt him, like, when he when you when you when like people interview him and to kind of broach that subject with him. Mm-hmm. So that would be an interesting. You know, Jimmy Carter's an old man. He's going to die soon. You know, he's in his 90s. So it's like. It would be fun to meet celebrities or musicians, and I love that kind of stuff. I'll never forget. You know, I've met 311. I've met Dredge. I've met all like these guys that are my heroes, it's, and that's fun. But if we can have a real substantive conversation about something, mm-hmm. about someone who's like real, who like has really seen shit and done shit, and I would like to do it with him when he's still in office. I think that would be oh yeah, just like totally fascinating. So that's my answer. Yeah. And I know you guys have seen some shit and done some shit. As you guys like keep talking, this is uh, this is good. I like it. What? I'm just, no, I'm just you saying. like that we keep talking? No, no, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Kevin is doing. It looks like he's giving a blowjob, but he means get close to the microphone. Speaking of uh, the yeah, Rock, by the way, yeah. you would ask. You should ask him. Speaking of the Bin Laden raid, he was the right? first person that knew yeah, about it. That's awesome. And you should ask him how the fuck who told oh, him. He, that. Saw, he talked about that before. I don't even know what you're talking. He about. had like a cousin on the SEAL team or whatever. Oh, you probably what shouldn't be talking about that since probably his cousin's should, probably yeah. going to be removed from the SEAL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, you go, but I'll look it up so I have the right answer. Well, who, uh, who do you want to? What? What? obscure dp do you want to sit down with? no i would i mean there's a couple a couple people that i would love to sit down with right now i'd love to have dinner like in the next week with jj abrams just be like what is your fucking life like mm. like it's coming it's coming all right um that was my first that was my gut instinct was to say like i'd love to talk to him and be like what has this whole process been like like tell me truthfully like has it been more of a pain in the ass than you think it's worth or is it like has all the pain been worth it because you have to imagine that making a star wars film has been Anything but easy. Anything. Why was he on the poster? You can tell me. <laughs> there you go. Um, but the other thing that the other thought I had was maybe sitting down with someone like Ridley Scott, right? Who's had really great successes and really big failures, right? And that I think might be a little bit more fascinating because JJ really hasn't had a bad film. He had Super Eight that people. It wasn't the most amazing film ever made, but no one really panned it. Everyone's like, "That was a pretty cool film." Um, you know, he made Mission Impossible Three. Uh, he did. 
He had Lost. He had Alias. I mean, he's got a series of hits that have basically led him up to, rightfully so, directing Star Wars. But I would love to sit with Ridley and be like, what? Where did it go with Prometheus? Like, where did you talk to? Like, I want to know that process of because, you know, I'm fascinated with when films that should be amazing kind of don't live up to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I have to be honest with you guys and say that if Tim's going to go with Jay-Z, I got to go with Kanye just because the Twitter battle would be fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Of our dinner parties fighting against each other. I love that. Yeah. Can we be at the same restaurant? Yes. Back toward each other. Holy shit. I love it. I think it'd be amazing. That's yeah. real good. Yeah. So, there. From what I've been able to d- dig up, no official comment from The Rock. He said the blah 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 all this time. But this article here is pointing out the fact that uh, it turns out that Johnson's cousin is a Navy SEAL and reportedly couldn't contain himself with the confidential news. So you assume that's how it was. Yeah. So like, you don't know the story. Mm-mm. Like before Bin Laden was ever, like the SEALs were going after Bin Laden in Pakistan. Obviously, the government knew about it. The Pakistani government knew about it. The first person to say anything about it was The Rock. Uh, the Rock uh, Twitter. Yeah. What do you this, do? Like, yeah. like, in well, case you were a ham living on a rock and didn't know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweeted at 10.24 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, more than an hour before Obama's speech, which was held at 11.35 p.m. Eastern, that he, quote, just got word that will shock the world, land of the free, home of the brave, damn proud to be an American, end quote. And I remember seeing that. Yeah, and like, I what? do, yeah. And then it was, yeah. Well, because then I remember people were like, people saw, people connected quickly the Rock's tweet with the fact that Obama, like the administration announced they're gonna have a, a uh, like a late night announcement, which is weird, eleven thirty at night in Washington, like what? It could have only been a few things, and people were like, well, one of the things was like, oh, obviously Bin Laden's dead, but there was other things too, being like, who else did we fucking assassinate, or what else fucking happened? Um, We were so upset because we had gotten burgers from Gotz's Roadside Cafe and we're having a party to watch. uh, the food truck show finale to find out which fucker was going to get the food truck and a deal. And then well, here we are. President Obama has to come out. We get who killed this terrorist. Great. Still never saw that episode. Of the you food don't truck know who show. won? No, I know who won. Oh. Thanks to time zones. Mm. And I heard his restaurants closed. So pretty big Didn't deal. Know. So, you know, I'm just saying it was a pretty big deal for the food truck guy who got can, his barbecue food truck thing. And then two food truck things. Can you one was in the mall of America. Can you imagine what that was like? By the way, what? Like what? the seals getting your own food truck? No. <laughs> the seals cool, landing two Blackhawks <laughs> in Pakistan. Up. One of which like landed they wrong can't, on the thing. Yeah, like it's all fuck. Like the, it, some of it's fucked up. They're like running towards this compound. No one knows they're coming. They're just fucking pop, 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 like fucking popping people. Walk into this building. All of it's on camera being transmitted to Washington, D.C. and to the CIA and all this kind of stuff. They fucking take Bin Laden's body. Run back to the helicopter. Detonate the other helicopter. <laughs> Like, remember how they had to yeah. demo that helicopter because yeah. it fell down? Those badass, it's like, like a, stealth copters. It's like, I was like, this is incredible. Like, like, what an incredible. I want that footage to come out. And I think the I only reason, it, I, I think the only reason it hasn't is because they're, they're afraid it's going to be used as like propaganda. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's why we, do, that's why we never, they never saw the, you know, Hillary Clinton and everyone saw the picture of the body before they popped it in the ocean. But, um, they never really said either because then that would be a good propaganda tool. But I love that kind of shit. This, like, fucking black ops kind of. They just went and just fucking killed this dude and everyone like it's all bossy and it's bounced. Then we didn't lose anyone. <laughs> that scene, the scene, <laughs> that scene in Zero Dark Thirty was like, that, it was really well done. There's zero music. It's all diegetic sound. It's just them and you're seeing most of it through that like fucking, which is always eerie. The night vision, like the, mm-hmm, the inf- mm-hmm. not infrared, but I guess it's night vision. The green. And they're just like, Osama, like they're calling for him to, to like to mimic like it's it's like it's. Fucked up, but there is a certain party that's like, yes, yeah, nailed him. Fucking nailed him. Fuck you, buddy. 
I, well, wish we, I wish we captured. Them. <laughs> I wish we captured him alive. That would have even been better. Yeah, Maddie Kerr. Yeah, that was a good topic. Hey, thanks. Thank you for your support. Oh, absolutely. Is there anything you want to plug? We didn't do like the whole intro. You're from Montana. Yeah, I'm from Montana. I'm from Missoula, Montana. Um, you have your own YouTube show. I do. It's uh, Matt and Maddie. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash Matt and Maddie. We just oh, don't worry. Kevin it. just put it up. Oh, hey, thanks. It's really nice. Uh, we also do have a Patreon. We just launched. Uh, I think we have like twenty-one dollars and forty cents. Congratulations. Going. Hey, thanks. It feels good. No, I know yeah, it does. Yeah, no, trust absolutely. us. We know how good yeah. it feels. Yeah. <laughs> People being nice to you on Patreon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, yeah, definitely doing that. That'd be awesome. Um, but I'm just thankful to be here. Oh, we're thankful to have you. Yeah, we're also thankful for Loot Crate, who sponsored that topic. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Then this is the subscription box for you. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash kindoffunny and enter the offer code kindoffunny to save $3 on any new subscription. Not that long ago, and depending on where you live, not so far away, Loot Crate blasted off into a voyage across the galaxy, searching the far reaches of space to find universally awesome gear. Using December's Star Wars The Force Unwakens loot as a launch pad, we landed on some equally cosmic items for Halo 5 and more. With an exclusive Funko Pop and an exclusive shirt in this month's crate, this is the loot you're looking for. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows that what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. You have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, Jack... That's it. It's nice, over. Nice cracking. You like that? The voice is not back from PSX yet. So go to lootcratecom slash kind of funny and enter the offer code kind of funny to save $3 on your new subscription today. Colin. Yes. What's your topic? I wanted to talk, you know, I've been thinking a lot about friendship lately. Yay. Camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the par- and specifically what the parameters of friendship are for you guys. Because I think everyone has like, you know, we have, I think the fr- the word friend is used a little loosely sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. What is a friend? What is an acquaintance? And, and all of this. Um, and so I'm curious what you guys, like what your parameters are for like friends or good friends are. And I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, recently, not, well, I guess not too recent now, I, you know, I broke up with my girlfriend and it was my choice and it was, but it was hard, you know, like mm-hmm. it's hard to do and, you know, people are, there's hurt feelings and there's a lot, it's a lot of difficulty and it takes you out of the game, you know? And I realized that, that um, I had great friends that really understood me, including the people Sitting in this room, you know, we would just met, but you know, <laughs> but he's whatever, the best whatever, friend, whatever, whatever, you know, best friends, and uh, you know, because this is not something we've you know talked about with the audience or anything like that. It's just like something I had to deal with, and you guys, you guys knew, and you guys were there for me, and you and and it it, it reminded me like that I have good friends that that understand me. And one of the parameters that I identified is just like compassion, you know, um, mm-hmm. like understanding like when a person needs to just like not be around for a while mm-hmm. because they have other shit that they have to deal with. Um, and uh, so, you know, that the breakup really reminded me that I have it pretty good with my friends and that I have just a core, a good core of people that I can really lean on and rely on, including you guys. Um, I mean, definitely you guys more than anything maybe right now in my life. Um, but I just identified that, yeah, that 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 it's not just about laughs and camaraderie and all those kinds of things. It's that's important, but it's about it is about for me like compassion. It's about loyalty. Like I'm I'm a fiercely loyal friend, which I think that Greg more than almost anyone can speak to in a lot of different ways. Colin is a fiercely loyal friend. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. I just said that. I know. Uh, and so loyalty is another thing that I really look for in like my friends. Like you know, I don't. I'm always. I'm. I really consider myself there for the people I care about. I'm. I'm um. 
you know, I might be like passive and, and, and stuff like that sometimes, but like when someone really needs me, um, I'm there. So, so that's another thing I identified. So anyway, I just wanted to open the floor up to you guys and see like, what, what are the parameters of friendship for you guys? Cause I think it might be different for different people mm-hmm. people, different people have different relationships. My, my, my three closest friends in this world, um, are Greg, Mike Pope and Ramon. And I'm friends with them for different reasons. And we have three different friendships, but there are common themes between all mm-hmm. of them. And it is that like compassion and honesty and loyalty. You know, I know that these three people I can really call on and rely upon for anything. Um, if I really need them, you know, I know that if I really, really needed Mike right now, he would come get on a plane and come here. If I sure, really needed sure. Ramon to be here, he would be here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, even though like my relationship with these three people are, quite different from one another and, and founded in different ways and forged in different ways. My friendship with Mike Pope is forged when we were children. My, my, my relationship with Ramon is forged when we were in college and my relationship with Greg is forged as adults. Um, so they mean different things. Um, they do have these common themes that these checkboxes that I like to, to check with my friends and that, you know, that you have someone in your life that you really care about. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. Yeah. For me, it actually took leaving IGN to understand what friends meant to me, like mm-hmm. what that word meant to me, because you know, like you were saying, there are the different, you know, eras of your life. There's your childhood, there's your school, then there's your post school. And with all of that, I've had you know, a whole bunch of friends over the years and acquaintances and this and that. And there's the core group that's always there and they will always be there and the loyalty and all these checkboxes kind of come into play there. But then there's people that come into your life and they don't have that time to kind of develop with you in the same way. Like you can't have those same experiences because you can't have class together. That's just not a thing we can do anymore in our life because that we're past that, you know? And I think a lot of those experiences kind of meld and form what uh, friendship means to you because that's your entire life. Then you start getting, just getting acquaintances and people you work with and it's like, oh, these are the people I hang out with every day. Mm-hmm. So we're friends, we're having fun. And it's like, all right, so to be a friend, you need to have fun with them, you need to want to talk to them, you need to be there for them, you need to whatever. But then you start to realize it's like, oh wait, does if you are those things, does that equal friend? Yep. Or does that just equal people you're around? Convenience. Convenience. Mm. And all and exactly and, and all that mm. stuff. And you're friendly with them. Oh. Yes. That's that's a really good way to put it. I've thought a lot about this lately. Yeah. And then you you think about like there's some good friends you can have that can kind of be there and they could be a good friend momentarily or even for a while. So it's not necessarily that there's people that are just acquaintances, but it's like they were a friend from these years of my life. And you know, maybe I can gain that back or maybe not, but they're gone from my life now in terms of being a friend. Mm. Like that, the, the equation's not equal in terms of that. Um, but it really kind of made me realize that to me, simplifying it to its most basic thing is my friends are the people that I want to eat dinner with. They're the people that I will hit up to get dinner with and to that constantly think I haven't eaten with this person in a while. It doesn't need to be dinner. It can be lunch. It can be whatever. But it's like for us, when we go too long without getting like a group lunch it stops feeling like friendship it starts feeling more like ign felt sure where it was just like whatever because it's like us going to get group lunches is not i mean it is what we talk about work and stuff but it's like we're hanging out you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. that to me is when we feel most like friends or when we do get dinner mm-hmm. it's rare but when we do and i think the leaving ign thing to me it's like i have so many people that i love at ign and like care for in all these different ways but it's the people that i week after week maybe once a month even it doesn't need to be that crazy but i'm like ooh, i haven't had dinner with finnegan in a while i haven't had dinner with darren or whatever it's like these are people that i that are, they're my friends so i should eat with them because that is when we can catch up and actually talk and yeah i don't know dinner dinner that's the theme of the episode no i mean i'm yeah, with- good point <laughs> 
Yeah, God damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, I think that was the same thing for me where I think I, my definition of friendship's been rocked hard and I'm still trying to come down on what it means anymore. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I, you would have asked me last year or whatever, and that, yeah, well, I will have a work with all my friends here. And, da, 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 and it's like, no, they really weren't my friends. We're acquaintances, we're friendly together, but it's not like we had the relationship I thought we had because you are in that. You are, hygiene was always interesting because we were, and this is interesting the same way is that we're horsing around having fun. Like you're talking about it's fun times. And then there are these intense bonding situations of E3 and this and travel and that time this happened and we're sharing a hotel room and da, 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 you know what I mean? And then you get removed from it. And it's like, well, where are they? You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to like, you know, for Poe and me, it's so natural. You know what I mean? When I'm back in Chicago, I'm, I'm with Poe. You know what I mean? Colin and I live together. So when <laughs> I'm home, Colin's here, you know what I mean? Like, but like, and now it goes both ways, of course. I haven't reached out to a number of people, you know what I mean? Or we have that casual, like, oh, man, we should get dinner soon. We should. And then you know, it never really comes together, right? But, like, there's that intense draw and bond. When I'm, if I'm in Chicago, I got to see Poe. And if when I'm, you know, Colin and I haven't been around each other, we're going to see each other. and be, You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm still struggling with it. I don't have a good answer for it, of how it all works out. And parameters and stuff like that, I don't know. I'm friendly with tons of people, but it's not, like, I, it's hard to put anything to it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've, you know, I struggled with a long time of, like, uh, at IGN, I said we are always family. You know what I mean? And we are. And there's that the, the yeah. family crest of IGN. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was so cool at the Game Awards this week to win my award and the next award Dunham won or Rocket League won. You know what I mean? So he came through with his award. And it was like, oh, my God, look at this. This is not the lives we thought we'd have eight years ago. You know what I mean? And it's like that's like that family bond. You know what I mean? Where it's like I'm not running out and getting lunches with Dunham. Granted, he lives far away. But even when I roll through San Diego, right, I'm rolling through for work or whatever. You know what I mean? Like for me. The best, like, I guess for me personally right now, as I struggle with this definition and who's a real friend and who's just an acquaintance and how was it a matter of convenience for this, that, and the other, the best example I can give is Scott and Cindy, Scott Lowe and Cindy Tang, right? Is that like we, when they lived in San Francisco, Christine and I hung out with them all the time. Scott and I would go do stuff. And it wasn't like, I shouldn't say all the time, right? Because we're super fucking busy. So maybe I'm talking about we actually go and hang out and, you know, do this once or a month or whatever. And then we went to Japan together and there's this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? And when they moved to LA, it was like a month later afterwards where it's like, fuck, I really miss them. And as I went to text him, he texted me the same thing. And you're like, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? And that's, I think, a similar thing with Dave Fenoy. You know what I mean? Like Dave and I have hung out in real life five six times you know what i mean but there was that bond where i remember that that sunday morning where i was like I'm, I'm dave was awesome and I, he looked at my phone and he texted me hey man just thinking of you in my backyard but when i was like oh fuck yeah you know what i mean like that's the, <laughs> that's the, you know that's real too because his backyard is amazing yeah there's like this serendipitous thing of like you know what i mean you meet mm-hmm. these people and you do have that thing and like you're saying it's completely different adult friendship right you know what i mean like dave Fano and i didn't grow up together you know what i mean like poe and i have hours and hours of stories from everything we ever did because we were together all the time you know what mm-hmm. i mean since eighth grade on or whatever and that we'd known each other longer than that but like that's real you know what i mean there's mm-hmm. that real connection there where you think of each other and you reach out to talk to each other and you connect when you can and do these different things so yeah i don't know it's what are the parameters for friendship weird phone conversation text messages <laughs> when you're both thinking of each other yeah i mean i i it's hard too, because like I think for the for the most part we're so underwater that it's hard for us to even like deal with any interpersonal relationships because we're so busy most of the time dealing with the business 
aspect of it. And but that's fucked it up a lot. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole thing is like, I bet I don't reach out because I'm so busy and I bet people don't reach out to me because they know I'm so busy. Yeah. Or they're busy as well, right? Yeah. And that, that is nah, a circumstance of, of where we live as well. Like, and you guys talk about the the people we left uh, who are still working at IGN, but I remember being that person when people would leave and I'd be like, oh, I really, this person yep. meant something to me, but I'm just too fucking busy. Yep. Like, with the rest of the shit that's happening with the other 30 people that are still here fighting the war with me, that like, I can't focus on this one person that's coming back into my world now because all of this is too much for me to deal with, right? And I remember that because I remember when Dunham left. I remember yeah. when Hillary left. I remember right. when Doug left. I remember when all these, like Charles left. And yeah. I was oh, like, oh, Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck, I loved hanging out with Charles or Clayman or Brudvig. And then all of a sudden, I would, I would like, I saw Brudvig one time at E3 and I was like, how long has it been since I've fucking seen you, man? Yeah, yeah. And it had been like a year. I'm like, oh shit. And now, Brudvig and I were never that hugely close, but sure, like, we sure, were friendly sure. toward each other. We partied, we drank a lot. Um, we did beta breakers like three years in a row together. So there was a lot of trial by fire as well. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> to me, I think it's, I give people leeway. I give people the benefit of the doubt because I, there are friends of mine that I've known since I was in the sixth or seventh grade that I don't see for years. And all of a sudden they'll come back into my life and I'll be like, that's right. We have a camaraderie. We mm-hmm. have this special mm-hmm. thing that it's just, it's hard to put your, to put words to, um, but then there's also the idea of 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 the loyalty aspect of friendship that I really appreciate and respect. And that's it kind of is that old saying where it's really easy to be a good friend when everything's going well. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? When 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 times are good and business is good and everything's good. But what I re- really admire about us specifically was that January and December of last year were really fucking hard. Like that was the time that I had heart palpitations. Like my chest hurt. Granted, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes back then with Kevin because he's a little fucker. But, um, <laughs> but that was really that was really, and we had and we had we were you know it was hard. But that's when I knew we were actually. I was like, I think we're actually pretty good friends because we got through that because we were there for each other because we were we were loyal, if not to the cause, to the concept that we knew that this was important to all of us in our lives. And at that point, we, we knew it was too late. <laughs> what oh, yeah. We like, already quit, even if I didn't, I didn't like you guys. No, but that's not true. We're, 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 all, we're all highly employable, and I'll be, I'd be willing we're to bet. We're all highly employable. I'd be willing to bet if we were like, you know, if we for any reason had to go back to IGN, we could go back to IGN. That's, sure. not, that's, not, that's not what it was. It was we all believed in each other, and we wanted to be there for each other. And that, that to me is like... Like, my brother's one of my best friends because he's there for me no matter what. Right. You know, he's always going to be. And I'd like to believe that I'd be that, there for you guys. I know Kevin will be there for me just because that, that is Kevin. Kevin, I would be there for you as well. Yeah. Except we're not smoking anymore, so try stop trying to get me to smoke. Kevin's the weirdest thing, though, to me. And, I mean, I, I don't even know how to bring this up or explain it. But, like, I do not see Kevin as a friend. I never have seen Kevin as a friend. Like, I see Kevin as, like, it's such a weird, like, family thing. That it's like, but it's beyond family. Like it's, it's more. I see Kevin to say he is a brother. It's like not even accurate enough. It's you guys are brothers. We're like just. We are. The same person. I don't know. It's weird. But it's like like I can't imagine my life without Kevin being there for like twenty hours a day of it. You know. He's kind of like you ever get like. When you wear the same, though. yeah, or when you you wear the same pair of jeans like two or three days in a row, and you Ugh. get one of those weird ingrown hairs on your ass. That's kind of like Kevin. He's there to remind you to change your jeans every oh once in a while. I, it's I, a necessity. I uh, I met I met Kevin for about ten minutes, and right before we filmed this, he asked me for a cigarette in the hallway. <laughs> I, no, I asked him if you smoked because I saw a weird box. In Pants. You're checking out the bulges. Is that a box in your pants? Uh, <laughs> you want to smoke? <laughs> no, I, I think I think to your point, Nick. I mean, you know, I don't know if the maybe we'll tell the audience stories one day, like when we're older. But I don't think that they can appreciate 
how really difficult it was for us in the fall of 2000, what was it, 14, to come to conclusions. And I'll never, ever, ever forget the conversations we all had together mm-hmm. about um, should we stay or should we go? And um, Greg had some pretty, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but some pretty stand up moments for me specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there's, that was the sign of friendship for me. When some of the things Greg did for me in the fall. Um, but it's, it's, uh, you guys really are like my f- capital F friends, you know, mm-hmm. after all that. And I've known you guys for a long time, especially Nick. And, mm-hmm. and, um, but we went through something that a lot of people can't understand together. And it wasn't easy. It was really hard. It was the best decision we ever made, but we all had to convince each other over and over again that mm-hmm. it was the best decision we ever made or that it was the right decision we were making. And then we realized very quickly it was the best decision we could have possibly made. Um, but there's something to that. It's, it, I guess, exper- exp- like experiential kind of stuff too is part of friendship as well. Um, I met Ramon because we both love 311. That's why I met him. You know, I would have never met Ramon if we didn't have that same musical experience of I walked by his dorm room and he was playing 311 on the guitar. Oh, That's how I met him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like serendipity. It's it's weird. There's weird shit like that that sets precedence. That then you're like, well, Ramon is like a brother to me. And then isn't that weird that Ramon and Greg love each other? Isn't that strange? There's like something about all of us mm-hmm. that's the same sure. some weird you, commonality yeah. some weird theme that like we're, ramon, we're not aware of ramon and greg love each other it's sure. weird like they, they when they, i say they, ramon i do the hand motion for myself so yeah. it's like Ooh, i like that. so that's isn't there good. isn't yeah. also a part isn't it also a part of a venn diagram of the things that all mean yeah. the same things to mm-hmm. each other that's how family works and i, I mean because i don't want to speak for you colin but i a sh- special friend shout out and this is one is clements and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Clements, like I remember when he got laid off at IGN and when that when that wave happened or whatever. I was so and like, pissed off. And I was devastated. I couldn't stop crying. And it was like you at the moment, I mean, I we've been through a lot of layoffs. <laughs> this is how you know companies work or whatever. Wave like and four. that was the first time where it was ever like, I'm devastated. You know what I mean? And that was the th- and part of what what you hit on earlier was the fact that like people leave all the time that we like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's always like yeah we'll catch up and you know you, you'll see him at e3 or whatever you mm-hmm. know what i mean and i didn't want that with him and i didn't know that at the time you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i didn't realize him leaving would be that and then when he moved to oakland it was all fucked but like you know yeah. what, <laughs> you know what i mean what's well, like, what when you move to the east bay it's now that thing yeah. where you like when i see clements and i'm with clements we're right back to it you know what i mean yeah. it is a poe kind of thing it is a Colin kind and of that, thing yeah and i think that's like what i was saying about the growing nicole thing. kind of thing you know like the nicole tan thing i have friends like my friends like my friend winnie like she's been one of winnie my best Cooper. friends since i first met her in seventh grade and she can be gone for i don't see her she's been she's so fucking smart so she's like going to all these fancy schools and shit all over the goddamn world she's at yale now no big deal and i'm like i cannot see her for years and then i see her and it's like we're right. good. We're totally, totally right, right, right there. Right, right. And like going back to what you were saying, this is interesting because, you know, we're talking about like the acquaintances and working together and convenience and all this stuff. It's like in the same way, this is very similar to IGN where it's like I don't think necessarily we'd hang out with each other if it wasn't for kind of funny. And I think that kind of funny is like bringing us together. And it's like there is that question of would we hang out outside of this if we weren't doing this together and whatever. And I'd hang out with Kevin. Going, going back to my uh, Kevin's fun what I was talking about, about the dinners and stuff for the first time ever. We went to dinner together recently, mm-hmm. and it's like that's it felt different, you know. Like I definitely felt like I hit a level with you where it's like it's the culmination. I don't know the best way to explain this. There's nothing special about the people I go to dinner with at IGN compared to everyone else at IGN. They're all family. It's just those are the family members that went from here to had that one moment. That's like it's now snaps. we're friends, you know. Yeah, and it's like it's little things like that that it's like now when I look in the future, maybe it's like say we get pulled apart the, the there's an earthquake that like 
brings us apart. Well, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you are one of those people that I'm like, I want to catch up with Colin. Let's get dinner. Right. Let's drink bourbon and do Colin yeah, stuff. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool. I, I, I feel like we really and this is recent. This is like spoiler alert, like last week. Mm. But like, I think we became friends. And that's cool. Yeah, I my agree. definition, at least. No, I agree. I think that there is something about breaking bread or drinking with someone and there it's symbolic. It's been eating with someone has been something for thousands of years since 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 cavemen were sitting around fucking fire. Like mm-hmm. it was about the people you trusted and 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 it's a primal thing, I think, actually. In a, in a weird way. You know, I'm sorry, I can't focus I know, on right I know, now because comedy of air is over here. <laughs> drops the, as usual, ruining drops everything. the pen, then doesn't want to lean into the frame, so he pulls up the oh, uh, the arm, God. then he reaches his thing down, his shirt pulls up, so Holy we see his shit. belly. He's just like, what is going on? <laughs> as for uh, for me, I know you guys are, I kind of want to let you guys just all talk. Because, sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, I did that on purpose. I want you guys to like. You're, you're pulling a column. Yeah, you just sit on the side for a little bit and then get my point across. No, I, uh, I, I definitely think that you guys all said very similar things to what I feel. I look at friendship as me as a person. Um, I mean, I work customer service. I like to make sure I'm always friendly. I see regulars. I see people I used to go to elementary school. I'm in a smaller town. It's not like San Francisco, but like every day I see someone like my first grade teacher or I'll see like my old ex-girlfriend or I'll see something. And it's just like, it's, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a small community and it, everyone is just happy and i look at that as that's a lot of acquaintances it's mm-hmm. not like friends um but the way i describe the parameters of friendship are lifelong friends and i have like maybe three just forever just solidified that they can go wherever they go and the moment they come back it's like you said you it snaps and you can just pick it back up and you want to know what they're doing you know that like you said when you're in your worst spot they're there for you. And I think that it's all about trust and loyalty. And honestly, I just like to laugh. If someone can make me laugh and have a good time, like, you got to look at life in, in the humorous ways. And be kind. Shit, man, this world's fucking yeah. way too dark in times. Be kind. Yeah, that's the, and that goes back full circle to what I was saying in the beginning, is that, like, the, the extraordinary kindness showed to me by the people I care about yeah. during that particular time was reinforcing, just like I was when we left. You know, it was important to me it showed a, a great deal of uh of caring and of loyalty you know that people you know i know i'm not the easiest person in the world to deal with you know no. like you know <laughs> nah, you're good. like I, I don't think i'm i don't think i'm i don't think i'm as, as hard as as i make it out to be sometimes because i play up my character quite a bit but um but i know that i have my quirks just like anyone does and like i get into my spaces just like anyone does and it takes this patient kind of person to be able to deal with anyone in those particular mm-hmm. situations so I appreciate it, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me also thank you guys for that as well. Yeah. No, thank you, Colin. You're for welcome. Your <laughs> <laughs> Tim. Yes. What's your topic? So um, my topic is playgrounds, um, which might sound like a weird topic. And you no, know, it makes sense because isn't it, it's Nick that has to stay like a uh, 500 feet away from him at all times. Yes, right? that is why I'm bringing. Fucking this up. nailed you. Uh, no, so the reason I bring this up, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I bring this up is recently on the internet, I came across, like, someone posted, like, oh, for anyone that grew up in SF, like, you'll know this type shit. So I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is this old blog post about this uh, children's playground, which is what it was called, in Golden Gate Park. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
that's where I grew up. Like we grew up playing there. Kevin played there. We all we all have anyone that's from SF has memories of that. Like whatever. So I'm looking through this and I'm like, man, I remember this. I remember this. I, every single thing resonated with me in ten thousand stories. Yeah. And the point of it was that it was a literal death trap. Oh yeah. Like this thing is insane. I can't believe they let children play on this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe my parents brought us here and thought this was an okay thing to do. Yeah. And the blog was about how it was crazy, and then it was demolished, and now it's like it's it's safer. But all it is is just a new coat of paint on, like it's just modern death traps. Mm-hmm. They put down know? the rubber and stuff, like yeah. The, yeah so yeah, there's yeah. rubber, so it's like great. Now instead of getting sanded, where you're fucking burning yourself on everything, right, and right. All this shit. But I just wanted to kind of appreciate it. And like I don't know, like I, I sent Kevin a link of pictures, so we might be putting pictures that that I'm of what I'm talking about. If she not, I said no, he's kind of lazy. Some, there's a link in the description at the very least. Make sure you do this of the um, that I'm talking about. I want you to do it. So put the link in, Kevin. It's um, so hard over there. This park, there's, there's a lot of playgrounds. Not all of them have a lot of shit, but this one had the all of the crazy, dangerous shit in one thing. So there was the classic, very, very, very long cement slides. Mm-hmm. Cement slide. The cement slide. What's a cement okay. slide? Like a slide made of cement? Yes. Yeah, like really smooth, right? Like, so, uh, well. <laughs> Start it should be. It way. should be. Yeah, I know. Like very old sixties or seventies. Yeah, so it would be style. like. Yeah, so it was, it's two slides. It was like pretty much there was a mountain, and then they would put cement on the hill. Uh, it's more of a hill than a mountain. Okay. On the hill, and then there'd be stairs going up the sides, and then there'd be two, like it's like a drag race of okay. slides essentially, okay. and it's it's a uh, it's just cement. And what kids would do, and so this is a sand playground, which is a key thing because like sand. there's the sand playgrounds, there's the tan bark playgrounds, there's this like weird recycled rubber shit playgrounds. Mm-hmm. So this is a sand playground, which means that there's like dead skunk bot and it's Golden Gate Park. Oh, so Jesus. just so there might be a bum buried. There's needles there's everywhere. Bums, there's needles everywhere. Just you're like, walking and a bum arm comes out and tries to stab you with a fucking. <laughs> no, but I mean the needles. Like I remember growing up and needles were a real thing. Like, yeah, it, it was like the number one thing. You go to the playground, your mom's like, "Hey, if you see a needle, let me know. Stay away from this area." And like I, I just grew up thinking that. There was needles everywhere, and there was like mm-hmm. we maybe one out of every four times, like we'd find a fucking needle, and it's like that's insane. I had to look out for mountain lions in the. We sand? didn't have that. Yeah, there was skunks. <laughs> there was a lot of vicious skunks. Um, <laughs> they come out so, of the <laughs> sand. Like, so there's like these dune. They're just like <laughs> there's these slides, right? Yeah. Now cement slides on their own. That's pretty dangerous. Like you can crack your fucking head open. Yeah, I'm gonna Google cement slides. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm that having I know trouble. That. Like, really? Is it like highly it polished? Can you Google this? So, one? so this is this is cardboard. where shit got fucking real. Right, is there would be a bunch of cardboard at the bottom of the slide okay. where the kids would take a little bit of sand, bring it up, and you'd, you'd get up the stairs. Everyone's in this like line. Mm-hmm. You bring it up, like hope you don't lose your fucking huh. sand or whatever. Get to the top, put the sand on the top of the slide. It's literally exactly Ooh, a little bit of coating. It's just what it push, is. Push push the sand down so the sand would kind of just this right. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was much longer than this. Slides made us. Is it this one? <laughs> Okay, thanks. Yeah, okay. it's like that. So, anyways, anyways, it's uh, <laughs> um, then then the sand would kind of like coat the whole thing to get it that nice like. So you just fuck yeah, like a seat. shuffleboard table. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it was human shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. And you would race the person next to you, and the person there'd be someone behind you that would push you down. So these kids are just fucking flying down this thing until they hit the bottom, and then they'd fucking face plant and skid like yeah. face no first in the sand, you yeah. know. And it's like, all right, so that is the most dangerous thing in the world. How do you make it more dangerous? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the 90s, so everyone has rollerblades and skateboards. So let's rollerblade and skateboard. That's it. That's it, yeah. That I is it. it. I did some Googling here for Golden Gate Park. Mm. Watch out. There's a microphone there, Nick. Nick? Nick? 
<laughs> don't grow to its level, Nick. <laughs> Be the bigger man. Why are these kids tiny? There's like toddlers doing this. That's what I mean. That was life, right? Like that's why what, are these that's kids what we tiny? Do. <laughs> I'm going right, Nick, going right to Twitter you know. with that with no context. You expect the big, beautiful kids when you see some tiny no, kids. But I, just, I imagine like they were like when you were playing on this thing. I just always imagine you were like 12. Oh no! These no. kids look like they're four, and their parents yeah. are like, "This is fine." Yep, but this that's is totally fine. That's they're what fine. I'm saying. So then, in addition to that, there was a giant. Uh, monster truck tire where it was just the tire and then you can get in the tire and just chill and if the kids were resourceful enough you can get a couple kids in there start rocking it back and forth and move the tire from its place where it's supposed to be until it tipped over and probably killed somebody right, wait are these pictures that are correct is what we're looking at here because this looks like burning man this looks like the most dangerous <laughs> it. it looks it. like oh, a yeah. little bit like thunderdome i'm just yeah. not, this is golden gate park uh Search for playground. Yeah, children's playground is what it's called. There is a link for the people at home. You can you can click and you can follow along with this. So in addition to that, there there was the big the big uh uh big wheel thing. Then there was literally just a ramp. So it was just just a ramp <laughs> surrounded by sand. And that's it. You, you showed me a picture of this, and it looks like the Simpsons escalator that goes to nowhere. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's what does they expect the kids to right? do on this? Like, it's literally just a launch pad for them to run and just jump off. Just break like, their fucking knees off. Just, like, there's no other purpose for it than that. Then there'd just be the classic the ramp there. stumps of, of log that just go up at different lengths. So oh, you mean, like, the, you mean the fucking uh, uh, Christian Bale Batman Begins logs exactly. where you have to stand on and people punch you in the yep. stomach and you have to like, do push-ups? So it's up that, on. except there'd be like a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, so the kids are supposed to walk across them? And if they slip and fall, oops, they lost the game. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Then, of course, there's the metal merry-go-round, but not the merry-go-round with the fucking animals and shit. It's the one where oh, the kids get on spin it as fast and you as fucking possible. spin as fast as you fucking can until someone dies. There's a common theme here, mm-hmm. and it's death. All mm-hmm. right? Then, there, like, there's two more things, two more main attractions to this park that I'll just fucking never understand. One is what can only be described as, what, like, the remains of a Twisted Metal fight. Mm. Like, or, or even just, like, a level in Twisted Metal Black. Like, it's an uh, entire play structure that's made of metal bars. So it's just a bunch of metal bars that look like, like, kind of like this, if they just kind of just extended everywhere, and it was just like, there's colors, you know, the like... Not the igloo. You're not talking about the igloo, are you? Like, the the, semi, the, ha- the hemisphere, like the, the half, half the circle half that's all made of metal that no, you climb up oh, like an that, idiot. See, that's a modern, this thing a modern right here. thing. What the it's fuck that. is that? Triforces. Yeah. So it's a bunch of Triforces, essentially, and um, it it was made with, like, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, zip lines, where you can like grab a, a metal thing and zip from one area to the next. And it's like, there's so much danger here. Like none of this made any sense. Oh yeah. And so it's all these damn bars. It's kind of similar to the, when you go to like the jungle or uh Chuck E. Cheese ah, okay. or McDonald's, like the little the place, play things. The play but place. instead of it being tubes with floors, it's just sticks that you need to like kind of go. And if you fall, you're dead. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking dead. Now, how can we make it more dangerous? <laughs> the fact that there's homeless people that just sleep in them. Like that's just what they do, mm-hmm. and they don't ever clean these, and it's fucking metal, so it rains and stuff. Rust oh. everywhere. For the record, I don't think the homeless people sleeping in were part of the design of the playground. That kind of just happens. <laughs> that's the yeah. it's like, why it's the designers play the game designers we'll place the we'll homeless put people three in. homeless people in it at all times. So so there's all this stuff, and it's just like I, I I remember even being little and 
thinking it was the coolest thing in the world, but also being frightened. Oh, like, sure. It was like, this is scary. Because there'd be the big kids. And the big kids were, you know, I'm an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old who might as well have been 30 is running around. And I'm like, fuck, that guy's scared. Sure. He's zipping on this goddamn thing. And then there's the, like, the monkey bars. Monkey bars, But the yeah, monkey yeah. bars that are the circle rings that move. Because yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like the it's advanced like a, level of... It's like that ninja of, show on uh, G4. What, what's Ameri- it called? Ameri- the, uh, uh, the it's Ninja American Warrior. Ninja, but ninja also uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's like the freaking advanced version. We're like, holy shit. But then there's one last thing that mm. please, guys, look at this link so you can see this because I couldn't make this up if I fucking tried. It's like, how could you make the merry-go-round where if you run around it any more dangerous than it already is? How about you turn it on its side and instead of it going in circles, it's going in like like a mouse wheel, like a freaking. Uh, no, oh, it's not even just mouse wheel, like a boat. It like one of the boats, yeah. one of those boat carnival rides, the carnival like this. thing. Yeah. So what's everyone Great. try to do? Let's fucking flip it. <laughs> Let's go all the way around. And like, I can't believe that until they demolished this place, they didn't get rid of Can we of get those. a death toll of kids that like, died? I, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm that, there's a like gift there, which is really it. great. So it's like, these kids would get on two sides, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, if we can fit two kids, maybe we can fit four kids. Maybe we can fit six kids. And then it became, how many people can use all their force to freaking make this thing go? And then eventually, like, no joke. This is the one thing I joked about a lot of people dying. No one died that I know of. I'm sure someone did. But homeless guy. This was the thing where every single time I went, someone got injured. Bad. Got wrecked. Mangled is the best way to put it. Like they'd fucking fly off this fucking thing into another one of the structures. Of like, course. Oh my god, it was a disaster. And now RIP because it's gone. I'll never be able to see it again. But what are your guys' like childhood <laughs> playgrounds? When I think you say childhood playground, I immediately jump to Spalding School mm. in unincorporated Glen Ellen, which is where I grew up. Spalding School was like an abandoned school that was in the that had a fields in the back and a playground in the front. And that's where like you'd go sometimes to play. You know what I mean? It was it was like Spalding School, I was active when like my my da- my parents were kids, right? I think my dad might have gone there for a couple of years, but like this school eventually just gets abandoned. Has a shitty ass playground out in front, and yeah, it's monkey bars over concrete. Like yeah, that's a great idea. Why not? You know what I mean? Like there, mm-hmm. I, I it didn't have it, but I some other playground I remember had the metal sh- half sphere mm-hmm. where yeah, you crawl out to the top, oh, and then man. if you Scary, fall, your man. your leg gets caught, and like <laughs> yeah. you break your knee, and you're like hanging there, and like fucking turmoil. It had when you were talking about the concrete slide, Spalding had the metal slide where you're like, let's go oh. play at the park, and the sun has been baking yep. this Ooh. in the Chicago heat. Yeah. And you're like, ah! Screaming as you go down, <laughs> if you have anything to go down, and you know what I mean? It's like, Jesus, the metal is always the worst, too, because you're like, if I'm not sweating, this thing's gonna burn me like, yeah. not not burn like heat, but it's gonna get that that nice rub, yeah. yeah the stop for a second, like, <laughs> well, no, so, what, so the worst on that is the so eventually this playground had it too, but a lot of the other playgrounds had the the mid 90s. This is when the rubber and tan bark started coming, yeah, in, yeah, but it was those like plastic. Uh, structures mm-hmm. like all the structures oh, are yeah. plastic so you you if it was hot you get the burn if it rained it was all wet and disgusting mm-hmm. um you always got burned no matter what yeah. but the worst thing was the freaking static that would build oh, up yeah. so anything you touch is just fucking shocking you and it's like <laughs> so it's like the kids would play the fucking the ground is lava but you wouldn't even need to because it was just everything else is electricity Every surface <laughs> sucks. the be- best part of that though is the because we all had a, a thing about playgrounds just they, they were, were dangerous like we were the last yeah. maybe the last generation that really before the what I'll call the pussification of the United States mm. uh, where but seriously where like parents were just like go play and uh, is it we'll the see what happens <laughs> or maybe like smartening up that we're like no, we're ruining these children he's up. right I remember we distinctively, fine, I remember I distinctively the first time I stepped foot on like a new playground 
where yeah, that, like, that cushy it bounce. has the cushy bounce to it. And I was like, what kind of fucking lame ass kid would play on this fucking thing? <laughs> like we were we had sand or wood or chips. Concrete. That was wood it. Wood chips were a part no, of it. The wood that. chips were yeah, but wood chips were had their own Issues where if you caught a wood chip the wrong way, oh, you're yeah. picking that fucking thing out of your ass. Yeah. Like nice bam, bamboo shoots up your fingernails. I'm not even trying to be political. It's just, it is true. Like our parents used to like, our, my parents cared about me. I'm, your parents cared about you, but they were just like, go, do go off, go ahead. fuck off yeah. and do whatever you want. I used to just go like when I was at my grandma's, I'd, I'd go, you know, in, in Albertson, Long Island, I would go to this huge elementary school and there was an awesome playground. And I used to play hockey sometimes with these like way older pe- like people. Like I was like maybe like ten years old and they were thirty seven. They were probably they were, they were, they were definitely like was they were definitely like at, they were definitely like out of high school. And like I used to just like play around with them because I can I could play. I mean not as well as they could, but I played hockey. Sure. And they recognized that we used to shoot around. And uh, this was during the days. I mean it, I'm getting old now. This is during the days of before plastic Gatorade bottles. So this was glass. Oh Gatorade yeah, bottles. I remember oh, glass wow. Gatorade bottles? Yeah, I don't. Actually. And no. and and, uh, and we lined them up. Like after like we were done and we would shoot pucks at them or whatever no and then we would shit. like you know they would sweep them up and you know get rid of them, um and uh, they would sweep them up and get rid of them. They would they they would because it was like a you know it was I, that I do remember. They weren't like being hooligans. It was a very nice school. Um, I, we were probably kicked out of there or whatever. But I remember I was shooting once. It was Mother's Day, nineteen ninety two maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, and I shot a puck at one of these glass Gatorade bottles that exploded. Glass <laughs> cut me. Like I was far away from it too. I think it was like a wrist shot. I was probably like 15 feet away from it. Like this shard of glass just like cut me like right along my eyebrow. You can't even see it anymore. I had like all, all these stitches like walking around like Big Boss. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> I remember walking home, and this is, this is emblematic of it. Me. I remember walking back to my grandma's with like my hand over my thing with this blood pouring down me, and I'm like, "What the hell happened to you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I got like you know an exploded Gatorade bottle in my face," and they're like, "All right, let's go to the ER." Was it like this whole like, oh, like yeah. this like freak out kind of there's thing? No, there was no social justice campaign on no. Twitter to end glass. No, they didn't like try. To, <laughs> they didn't like try to sue the kids or try yeah. to sue the school or something. Which is like that was that was me being a kid, and then and therefore me paying the price for doing stupid things. It was your behold, fault, and lo, it was my fault. Yeah, and lo and behold, never did that again. No glass uh, Gatorade bottles no. anymore. This um, was the story. This is what broke it. Yeah. So yeah, I remember. I remember. I I, I remember. I remember that really well. Like it, it was there was something special about being a kid on that verge before things changed because they're different now. And and we weren't we grew up in the late 80s, like and early 90s. And it wasn't like that. You know, it really wasn't. My parents were like, oh, you want to go swim? At, you know, well, we had an we had an in-ground pool, but all, all, all my friends did in our neighborhood. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Tim's to, to swim. And they're like, all right, is, is uh, are their mom and dad home? Yeah. All right. That was it. And like maybe, no one, no maybe. one's calling anyone to be like, are, are these these fucking are eight drowning? year olds drowning in your fucking eight foot deep pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the difference now, right? Is that everyone has cell phone. Every kid has a cell phone, and so like when you were a kid, all you needed to do was convince your parents you were going to somewhere. let you go somewhere, and then all you needed was the time you had to be back, and you yep, would that was fuck it. off. There was nothing. They would never know. I'm like, I'm going to the mall with Stu. That's it. I could leave the mall and go to a crack den for all they fucking knew. <laughs> and they would never know, right? It's but also because they can't, they can't track you they on can't locator. Track you. I don't know where you don't know where you are. Now everyone's got locators on them in their pockets. Your parents can load the app and like, oh, he's, he's at the mall. Well, it's, I mean, it's worse than that even. It's like even if they don't have the locators, like the fact that they know that they have a phone on them. They that call you. They know that they can contact mm-hmm. them, which means that if they call them and they don't answer, that Trouble. they're dead. No, there's it, no in between. They're yeah, dead they're or dead. they're answering the phone. You're so right, though, man. It's so nostalgic when you think about it. Think like about that. My, 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 like my, I'm going out to play in a summer night, 95, 96, whatever it is. And it's like be home by 10. Be or home, yeah, or, yeah. or be home by dark. Yeah. 
And then I get home and it's like kind of dark out. And they're like, I told you to be home by dark. And I'm like, it's still dusk out. Should have given me a should have given me a more legitimate time. You know, and they're like, well, all right. You know, yeah, go Fuck off again. Yeah. Now that you're here, what's that the next thing you're going to go do? What, you dumb goonie friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, Maddie Kerr, what were playgrounds like uh, in Montana? I imagine. Yeah, well, tumbleweeds. Actually, what is your guys' idea of Montana? Flat? I've been there, so I'm not going to say. Flat? It's beautiful. I imagine it's everyone there, it's amazing, man. rides horses. Yep. It's very nature We just got DSL uh, two weeks ago. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? No, that's a lie. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you broke me yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah, no. Montana's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, big sky country. Absolutely, man. Well done. Yeah, yeah it's uh, beautiful. No, I Lewis and Clark Elementary is what pops into my head immediately, and I remember playing like I don't know if you guys called it chicken fights, but we had monkey bars. Yeah, you hang off the monkey mm, bars and, and you, you try to your kick legs. each other. Yep. And I remember doing that from like eight feet. 10 feet and yeah. falling right onto my back and just getting the wind knocked out of me. Well, I mean, that's oh, the yeah. thing is because like when you do that and you wrap your foot around, whoever falls, falls either mm-hmm. on their back mm-hmm. or their neck. Yeah. 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 Now, Very. I don't want to jack the story. Or they're taking you with them and you're falling on top of well, them. Well, yeah. The, one of the worst things I ever did in my entire life, because I'm a fucking idiot, was I was hanging upside down on the monkey bars like kids do and had this awesome vision in my head that I'm going to release my legs. I'm going to do a backflip and land on my feet because I'm a fucking cool ass dude. Yeah. That's not how that shit went nope. down. Right I released and went straight down onto my head and I yep. can't believe I'm not dead. Yep. It but, works that way. Yeah, my dad had to pick up my like mangled body and like take me home. Um, <sighs> yeah. And then I also, I mean, there are so many memories of just like random playing and I don't know, man. I, I also do remember having weirdly specific conversations on playgrounds. Like mm-hmm. we had this curly slide and I remember... Hanging out with a kid, uh, his name was Alex King, and I remember sitting what in this. Alex? Yeah, I haven't talked to that kid forever, but sitting in this little hut and asking him about God and being like, "What is this God were, were thing?" You stoned? And just like, no, we're eight years old, and like we were just curious kids, and we like come to like some little conclusion or realization of what we thought, and then we'd go down the slide, and then we come back up and think about something else, and I don't know. I just think there's like this pure innocence and like. It is just, it's all nostalgia. It's all, like, happy feelings, whether or not you're breaking your rib or you're <laughs> cracking your head trying open. to hang out. We had this, there was this little structure that was sort of like a heart, and if you were laying in there with a girl, that's, oh. that's your wife, that's your, that's your girlfriend, you guys yeah. are dating, and I remember always trying to get someone, not letting the guys see I want a girl in there, mm-hmm. but then trying to get someone in you there. You want to be that guy that just girls were drawn to you. I tried, I tried. It's not my yeah. thing, dude. They're just oh, I'm just here, man. This is my spot. My God. I love all. This just makes me. I just realized how bad of a human being I was. Like, playgrounds bring out the best and worst in you. Oh, definitely like, the worst. As you get older, it just becomes worse. Like, because when you're a kid, it's like, oh, we're just playing. Yeah, we'll do chicken fights or whatever. But once you, you became nine, maybe, I would say, you just become this evil fucking Satan spawn. And once you learn about water balloons, that means anyone that's younger than you on the monkey bars, they're getting hit. And then you start to fucking create wars with like the rival gangs sure. that are playground. Because sure. this is my fucking playground. Okay. What the hell are you doing here? Worst thing I ever did was, uh, you know, we had a water fight. People were bringing water balloons. So there was the M&M minis when those came out. Do you guys remember this? Remember oh, yeah. M&M minis? Little, little tubes. tubes. Yeah. Hog tubes. We'd fill the tubes with water and pepper. We were using like grenades. Homemade pepper spray. We, 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 like, we fucking we love lining those little shit. We, like, we, we opened the tops of it and put it on their fucking face. 
wrong with you? That's not our, like any of our experiences. Colin had a lovely hockey game. Greg and I were too chubby to fucking. Well, climb no, the I'm with bars. him because I I remember in in you know I went to private school uh, to until college, but the one school I went to St. Pet's St. Petronell, shout out to Glen Ellen, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, right? And so I remember getting like there was that weird, and I don't not by by the time you're in eighth grade, junior high, you're you're aging you're ready for but that nine-year-old thing when because like it was the 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 you you see at recess or whatever right or whatever but it was just it was prison you were released into the yard because we didn't have basketball hoops for the longest time so you just went out into this parking lot and put your hands in your pockets (laughs) and you're we're trading terminator two cards and shit but like i remember people are just running sometimes you're playing football and it's not tackle and then it becomes tackle and you're in your uniform your school uniforms mm-hmm. beating the shit out of each other, mm-hmm. and then it was only good when it was snow days because they would plow there when it had snowed because they plow all the snow into the back corner, and then you could go play King of the Mountain on there or whatever, mm-hmm. where you're just beating the shit out of whoever's at the top of the mountain. And then not to mention that on the other side of the mountain, it was the parking lot was raised, so it was already four or five feet up, maybe even more, and then you were on top of a mountain. So if you ever tumbled off the other way, you were fucked, and it was over. But I remember when you like playing fights out there or something, and like I remember distinctly getting into a, a fight. But it was it was like something popped off, and I don't want to say it was like a bunch of us fighting one guy, but I definitely remember it was mo- it was like we were ganging up on somebody. He was a dick, if I remember correctly. But I distinctly remember taking my hand and grabbing his cheek. <laughs> Like I had this kid by the cheek, because like everybody else, was, people were throwing punches, and that's all I could get. I was like, what was I doing? Well, I was oh like, I have to murder this guy. Yeah. And when I got caught, weird? and when I got caught in first grade, here's one for you. Jot it all down. Put a time code here for them. In first grade, I had a teacher named Miss Yone, and she gave out IOUs when you did something good in class, right? Or you got answers right, or whatever the fuck it was. And then you got to trade in the IOUs and get stuff. You know, like they they had some crosses they had bubble gum you know they had things you traded them in for right i i'm sorry tim just made the uh blowjob to the camera he made that blowjob you uh, didn't need to reference it nick they either saw why did you do the blowjob thing for the ious yeah Yeah. okay miss lau why don't you know that was inappropriate anyways uh thank you thank you for keeping him honest they were great uh so i believe it or not didn't get many ious wasn't doing well in class it was very funny trying to be class clown kind of guy or whatever and there was this kid gary morris who got a whole bunch of ious he was he was super smart nerdy guy or just smart whatever but he was you know your kids you're you know i was fat and stupid he was nerdy um but not the comic bookie way in the the nerdy school way he likes school urkel not to that level uh, and I, I, Steve Urkel. And I haven't said Gary, <laughs> I haven't said Gary Morris's name in forever. I wonder what if he, he probably turned out to be fucking president. Anyways, he had a stack of he IOUs. He was definitely not president. He had a stack of IOUs once, and he was leaning yeah. over his desk, and I fucking came by and stole them all. Stole oh, all. Not even just one. It gets better. It gets better about this. Steal this entire stack of IOUs. Horrible and dumb or whatever, but whatever. I do that to begin with, and then. <laughs> Later that day, I'm bragging about how many IOUs I have. And Gary, of course, being smart, me being dumb, saw that I had like, he had put like designs on his IOUs, like with crayons and stuff. He's like, those are clearly mine. And reports me to teacher and I'm, I'm, it's up. He's like, I'm like, the jig is up and they're going to like call my parents. So at recess, I flip myself over the, the, the bike rack to hurt myself <laughs> to send myself home. Still got caught. <laughs> Still got caught. 
Um, but yeah, that was my big plan. You are a Kamikaze fucking special. I was like, I was like, how can I do this to get out of here? I need to get out, leave the scene of the crime here, and that was what I came up with. Is that I would leave, I would sit on top of the the thing and then fall backwards, and I did. And it didn't hurt bad, but then you acted like it hurt real bad. Yeah. I, just, I just want you to just take a step back there, Greggy, and just 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 get some perspective on the two sure. the two major points of those stories. One. You purposely hurt yourself to get out of being persecuted for stealing someone's IOUs. Yeah. And even more important, your your defense and or offensive uh, uh, means of fighting someone was to grab them by the cheek. Again, he was wrapped up with somebody else. What did that look like in your brain before you did it? I don't think there was any, no. There you was no like plan to it. You were caught up by the that, rage. That's what I had, I had a shot at. Cheek. And I was like, I'm going to grab by the cheek. Pinch him like his grandma, and then you let him go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know. That's what I would love to go back to that moment and just. How long did I hold on to that kid's cheek? <laughs> how long with all my fingertips on the cheek? And, so did he look at me? That like, kid's at the bottom. <laughs> that kid's at the bottom. I, mean, I imagine this kid's at the bottom of a dog pile. Exactly. And he's getting his fucking ass handed to him. And to add insult to injury, this little fucking white doughy shit comes over to him. <laughs> And grabs him on the cheek for, must have been a couple seconds. Yeah. And then just let go. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've done all I can. I've supported my I've supported my friend in this I'm going to go throw myself over a bike rack All right, now. guys, I got I to gotta get out of here. I'm going to hurt myself with this bike rack. <laughs> you are, oh, we're gonna, the stories will tell. So fucking things, man. I can't it's wait. It's all just perfect. I can't wait. That's a good topic, Tim. Thank you. I didn't believe in it at first. Oh, I believed I in it. I'm glad There's you way did. more where that comes from. Do you want to keep going? No. Oh. I'll save it for now. It's a long show. I know. Maddie Kerr, I do want to Maddie talk. I want to have a, a topic about water fights at some point because that's a whole. I do have good. I do have good stories. Somebody that. keep. Somebody put that's that on there. Thing. Uh, that topic was brought to you by a new sponsor. Kind of. Ding 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 ding. Now you can showcase your geek chic style with Level Up, a monthly mystery apparel subscription from Loot Crate. You can get two different pairs of high quality socks, one to two fashionable accessories, or a wearable item like a long sleeve shirt or lounge pants. Same things as Loot Crate every month, and it serves as a great companion to your loot because there are no repeats. Each month's theme is inspired by all your favorite pop culture brands like Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Fallout 4, and often contains high quality exclusives. Go to LootCrate.com slash funny to learn more. Use the code funny to save 10%. This month's theme is Galaxy with Star Wars items perfect for Jedi, Padawans, Rebels, and and serious Star Wars fans. I'm going to add in big-time Watto fans as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll get some Watto socks. I would love some. This actually sounds cool. I'm into this because I like socks. A couple months ago, Luke had the Pokemon socks. Yeah. Big fan of those. Good. Nick thinks they're my SpongeBob socks, but they're not. You got a lot of Pokemon paraphernalia, and I respect that. Yep. You got that hat yesterday. I did. Thank you for that, by the way. The Grimecraft hat? Kid. Yeah. Mm-mm. You got that hat? Oh, yeah, 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 that hat. yeah, he also has that. I think he invented it. The Dale hat? Yeah, good call. Yeah. That's a good one. I went to yeah, Chinatown, yeah. and there's a there's a lot of Pikachu there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Kerr, thank you. Yeah, thank you. For guys. all your support on Patreon.com oh, slash kind of for coming here. You're great. <laughs> You you were great. You fit right in. Did you have fun? Oh, dude, was it fun. worth it? Oh, that, man, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely was. Absolutely. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Toss us a few bucks and you get each and every episode early. If you don't like that, 
Don't worry. We don't need your money. Go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny where we break it out topic by topic day by day before posting the entire show as a big MP3 and video for your amusement. Gentlemen, it's been awesome. Thank you. That was my favorite line of all time, by the way. You went to Chinatown. There's a lot of Pikachu there. <laughs> I'm glad you liked that. It's been okay. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.